What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. At this week, it is episode 219, and it is a big one. It's a big fish, both in terms of the popularity of the game and the fucking size of it. We are talking Grand Theft Auto IV, also known as Grand Theft Auto 4. I can't definitively say that this is the most requested game I've ever had around here, but it's it's close. I've had a lot of GTA 4 requests. I You know if I had to, if you were to just just in case people are wondering, I I this is not the official count. If I had to guess, I would uh, probably the three games I get the most requests to cover on the show are Metal Gear Solid 3 is number one for sure. Uh, and then probably Portal and then probably GTA 4. It might be in that order. It's, I've had a lot of requests for this game. And uh, I think it's a big a big episode for this medium podcast. I, I didn't play Grand Theft Auto 4 at all until a few weeks ago. It was my first time firing it up. I played GTA Vice City way back in the day. We covered that on Remember the Game number 30, if you're interested. Uh, and then I played Grand Theft Auto San Andreas for the first time a couple of years ago. We covered that on Remember the Game number 116. I, I didn't love Vice City. I thought it can, I loved the theme of it and it was fun to just fuck around and run away from the cops, but I didn't like the controls. I thought it was blurry. I, I didn't get that into Vice City. When I finally played San Andreas, I loved it for the most part. It, it really, that was finally what got me hooked on GTA. It got me interested in playing four and I'll eventually play five. I haven't yet. Uh, and then longtime supporter of the show, Mr. Doug Dorn sponsored an episode of the podcast over on Patreon and said, Adam, it's time for you to come bowling cousin. And I did not understand that reference at all until I actually started playing Grand Theft Auto 4 and fell heads over heels in love with Roman. I'm so excited for this episode. I can officially say that Grand Theft Auto 4 is now my favorite Grand Theft Auto game. I haven't played 5 yet. I know. Don't spoil it for me, please. I will eventually. Uh, I probably put about 50 hours into GTA 4. I did wrap up the story. I did about 65% completion, I think. And we're going to break it all down. We are going to spoil the fuck out of it this week. You've been warned. We are spoiling it all over the place here. Uh, first, I gave Doug a call to talk about why he wanted an episode of the show about Grand Theft Auto 4 so badly and what he likes, loves, and hates about it. And then the Roman to my Nico, my buddy Andre, gave me a call, wanted to go bowling. I said, no, we have to do a podcast. And we decided to talk about the seedy underbelly and all the wheelings and dealings in Grand Theft Auto 4. For. I'm sure we missed something. It's a big fucking game, but please know we tried our absolute best and we're going to get to all that in just a minute because as you know, uh, or no, damn it, I screwed it up. We did, ah, I had the segue set up. I was going to say we'll get there in just a minute because speaking of trying my best, is it not ironic that I fucked it up when the intro was going to be I'm trying my best? Whatever. It's time for another edition of the infamous intro. Dun, 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 dun. If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Your retros are pretty long, but they're fun. And they're easier to control than a car in Grand Theft Auto 4 is because you can skip around on your podcast app, you see. Uh, if you want to skip the intro, if you just want GTA 4 talk, go about 30 minutes up the road. But hang around. We talk video games and stuff. It's fun. I do have to get my plugs out of the way. And listen, in addition to my normal plugs, if you normally skip them, just wait. Details on my 24-hour charity stream are going to be at the end of these plugs. So fucking just... Listen, goddammit. Uh, we have merchandise, hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, posters, all kinds of stuff. Rocking incredible art. That was all drawn by my man Joe at 4545creative.com. You can find our merchandise at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you're interested. Great way 
to support this little show of ours. And of course, if you don't care for clothes, just like to rock it in the nude, I understand. I'm in my birthday suit right now. You can always just support us on Patreon. Our subscriptions start at just two bucks a month. And in exchange for two bucks a month, I'll give you two extra podcasts a week. Two extra shows a week for $2 a month. You get exclusive access to my gaming news podcast, Game Patch, each and every Friday, where I look at all the biggest news in modern video games, sprinkling a little profanity in my opinions and stuff like that. And uh, Expansion Pass goes live every Thursday, and it's a different show every week. We do game rankings, console rankings. We look back at characters, generations, particular consoles. We do comedy episodes. There is a ton of spoiler-free modern game reviews over there. Uh, This past week on Expansion Pass, we talked about the new PlayStation plus tiers. I've been subscribed at the premium level for a couple of months now, and I I thought I'd share my thoughts on each level, how the service stacks up against Game Pass, if I think it's worth your hard-earned pennies, what they have to do to make it better, and is this becoming tradition? Here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, reviewing the new PlayStation Plus tiers. I have tried and, and quit, but I've tried a ton of games that I've just been like, this just isn't for me, but it was, it's part of my fucking subscription. Why not give it a chance? I love it. I, I think this is, I would argue this is the best value of the three tiers is PlayStation plus extra, the middle one. Uh, so to me, if you're trying to choose between those two tiers, PlayStation plus essential and PlayStation plus extra essential is 10 bucks a month, 60 bucks a year, or else, uh, extra is 15 bucks a month or a hundred dollars a year. It just, to me, it comes down to how much you need to play. The back catalogs available are insane. If you go with Essential, you get those 20 games in the PS Plus collection and you get a couple extra ones a month. If you want to pay the extra, you're going to get access to like 400. So if you're not, if you're not penny pinching, I would say sign up for PlayStation Plus Extra. If you want to go to Premium, which we're going to talk about in three seconds here, that's even better. But I, I really, really recommend you're going to get the most out of your PlayStation 5 if you sign up for that extra tier. 100 bucks a year, 400-some games, tons. You will never not have something to play. So that's now available in our archives. And this week for Expansion Pass 133, we're going to do something that we haven't done in quite a while. We're going to do a mini indie review. It's mini indie reviews, volume three. I take three indie games that I don't know if I can do a full podcast about, and I give them each a little mini review. Uh, This time around, I'll be talking about Cursed to Golf, Infernax, and Shovel Knight Dig. So again, two bucks gets you two additional podcasts every week, plus instant access to over 250 archived podcasts, plus access to the Remember the Game Discord, the chance to vote in our Patreon poll every month, the ability to submit comments to be read on all of our shows. You can DM with me and you get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to all of our newest patrons. I don't know if I'm going to fuck too many of these up. These all seem pretty doable, but a huge thank you to all of our newest patrons. Anthony man they call me viking alberton pineapple twisted b troy j baconator that is the fakest fucking name i've ever heard that sounds like you just got arrested outside of a wendy's and we're trying to like uh 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 come up with a name troy j baconator adam mcpherson charles thornton the third reuse pubes yes that's top shelf top high society here at remember the game uh west jen george w (laughs) could 
George W. Kush, uh, Kush, I like that. Uh, the NES Dirt Squirrel, Fetus Speed Bump, uh, Adrian Ortega. I said I was going to fuck these up. I'm fucking all these up. Adrian Ortega, Nick Creature, Kevin Bell, David Anaya, Retro Crouton, Jamie Goodwin, Gavin Clark, Rob, Gene, Branton Fam, Hat Trick Swayze. I like that. Ethan Ryan, Fractal Face, Joseph Pulsifer, and Pinball Panic. Thank you all so much for the support. Patreon.com slash Remember the Game. If you're interested and to wrap up the sales pitch, we have annual memberships now. Sign up for a year, get your 12th month free and 5% of your Patreon pledge is being donated to our Stollery Children's Hospital 24 hour charity stream, which is officially going to go down November 12th to November 13th. That's Saturday, Sunday. I will be logging on to twitch.tv slash member the game at 8 a.m. Mountain on Saturday, November 12th. And I will be online for 24 straight hours until 8 a.m. on Sunday, November 13th to try to raise up to 15. We're shooting for $15,000 this year. Last year, we raised over 10. I think we can do 15 this year. Um, yeah, so more details will be coming about that in the coming weeks. We'll be giving away some prizes. You'll be entered to win them if you if you donate $20 or more. I'll be auctioning off an opportunity to be my guest on an episode of Remember the Game. Should be a lot of fun. More information will be going up there uh, in the or about that in the next week or two. But November 12th and 13th is the official date of our third annual Remember the Children 24-hour charity stream for the Stollery Children's Hospital. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming-related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Let's blow our first blower this week is Citizen Insane 45, who wrote in and said, Mr. Blank, with the impending Wii U slash 3DS eShop closure, have you got any hidden gems to buy before they disappear for good? I've bought Mario RPG because there was no European release and the Game Boy Advance Metroid games simply because they're stupid expensive physically now. Being the all-around Nintendo lover and unapologetic Wii U lover that you are, do you have any any further picks? Cheers. So... That's a good question, Citizen Insane. The problem with the Wii U, and you're right, I am a Wii U fan, no question. But the problem with the Wii U is that basically everything good got ported or got done better. Splatoon was great, but now you got Splatoon 2 and Splatoon 3. Mario Maker was fun, but now you've got Mario Maker 2. Stuff like, um, I mean, Mario 3D World, Mario Kart 8, Smash Brothers. We got a better Smash Brothers. Like most of the best, like Tropical Freeze got uh, ported over. So if I had to give you some Wii U picks, you already said you picked up the Game Boy Advance Metroid games. I would highly recommend picking up Metroid Fusion if you still have a Wii U out there on the eShop. I'll also recommend The Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. Even though I've not played it, that's from a Bradley McHugh. He has been bugging me to play that game and review it on the show for four years. So I feel like it's worth a recommendation. Also for Wii U games, I'll recommend the Wind Waker remake. And... um. I'll recommend, even though I'm not, I'm not the world's, well, no, I better not. I better not recommend a game that I don't like. I'll, that'll be my other pick. I'll go with the Wind Waker remake, but just about everything else for the Wii U has either been done better or ported. So I'm sorry. Those are kind of lame picks. As far as the 3DS, y'all should be getting on 3DS and spending some money before that eShop is completely closed down. I thought it was closed down already, but maybe you just can't add money anymore unless you go through their website or something. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, the classic Pokemon games are on there. I recommend picking a bunch of those up because who knows when they'll be available again. And I'm going to also recommend the Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons, Legend of Zelda games. 
on the 3DS. Also, just on the 3DS, for the love of fucking Christ, play The Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds. But you don't have to get that before the eShop closes. You can buy a physical copy, whatever you want, for like 20 bucks. Uh, thanks for writing in, Citizen Insane. I really thought those shops were already closed. I still have a 3DS. So I gotta buy some games. I haven't been paying attention. I thought those were already done. Uh, I bent my Wookiee. Wrote in and said, hey, dude, did you see Bray Wyatt's return to WWE? Are you excited? Do you think they'll get it right with him this time now that Vince McMahon is gone? So I don't talk a ton of pro wrestling on here, but once in a while I sneak something in. If you don't know, I'm a big pro wrestling fan. I did see, I didn't see it live. I didn't watch Extreme Rules, but I've seen it. I saw him on SmackDown. I'm fucking super stoked that Bray Wyatt is back. I know some people don't like the super, supernatural stuff in pro wrestling. I think it has a time and a place. I just think that the 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 gentleman and his name is suddenly, I know his name too. Ah, his actual name is suddenly escaping me, but doesn't matter. I think that Bray Wyatt is one of the most creative minds in wrestling in the last like 20 years. And I'm fucking hella stoked to see what they do with him. I hope he's not the fiend. I hope he just sticks with like fucking crazy cult leader Bray Wyatt. And then I hope he breaks out the fiend in like rare situations like Finn Balor does with the demon. I, 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 you know what? Some will argue with me. I feel like Bray Wyatt had the chance to be this generation's undertaker. Maybe he's got another chance now. I don't know. Uh, but I'm super pumped. I, dude, WWE is just so much fucking better since Vince McMahon left. It's insane. So yeah, I did see it. I'm fucking hella stoked. And like, admittedly, I watched SmackDown for the... I don't watch SmackDown hardly ever. I like the show, but it's on Friday nights. And I'm like, eh, Friday nights. But uh, when Bray Wyatt, I knew he was going to be there. I tuned in. It was a good show. Like, I'll... I'll yeah, it's fucking... I should start... I wish it was on Thursdays. Friday's just... Goddamn Fridays. Anyway, uh, thanks for writing in, Wookie. Uh, Tommy Bahama. Wrote in and said, Mr. Adam firing blanks. Now I do like playing some open world games every once in a while, but it seems like gaming companies want to make open world games for every game now. An example is Metal Gear Solid 5. I never finished it and honestly didn't think it was that good to begin with. Am I the only one who doesn't want open world games every time a new game comes out? P.S. Kojima is overrated. Dude, we could do a whole episode on Hideo Kojima and people's opinions of that guy. And it's so, I don't even know. I can't decide what I think of him. I, I think he's talented. But I'm not the world's biggest Metal Gear Solid fan to begin with. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, no, I agree with you, man. I, listen, open world games have a time and a place. And like there are certain genres that they work on 100% for sure. Uh, but not all of them. And I, I've said it many times. I'm trying to play so many games these days that like my sweet spot for a game's length is 15, unders or, 15 hours or less. That's when you want to get up over. I mean, I just put like 50 into Grand Theft Auto. I'll, I'll still go the distance, but you got to fucking hook me. And I agree. There are games that are coming out. Uh, Halo Infinite. And there's a Halo Infinite campaign review. Spoiler free in our expansion pass archives right now. Uh, I thought the gameplay was fun. I love the grappling hook. Fucking love the grappling hook. But I thought that the open world part of Halo Infinite sucked. I thought it would have been better just linear. I didn't. I thought it was a big empty open world. Uh, so I, I agree. I think. Open worlds just be, I, I will say I prefer open world to like, you know, pounding us with microtransactions and crap like that. But open world has become too commonplace. And I agree. I, there's something to be said. I, most of my favorite games of the last few years are either indies or linear games. Like I love the last of us linear uncharted games, linear tomb Raider, a little bit. A little bit linear. They're, they're kind of, they get a little open worldy toward the end. But I mean, there's some great open world games. Ghost of Tsushima was fucking magnificent. I love Spider-Man. I like Spider-Man Miles Morales. I like Grand Theft Auto 4. I, I like God of War. I like both. But I do agree that sometimes it feels like now they're just trying to force open world into genres and games where it's not needed. And, uh, you know, different strokes for different folks, but not for me. I'm on the same page as you, Tommy. Minus the Metal Gear Solid 5 thing because I haven't played Metal Gear Solid 5. 
Uh, Subpar Nova wrote in and said, being of a similar age as you, I remember growing up and enjoying Saturday morning cartoons almost as much as gaming. I remember watching the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, Captain M, the Game Master, and that god-awful Legend of Zelda cartoon. Excuse me, princess. I remember that too. My question to you is, growing up, did you ever watch any of these shows and did you have a favorite among them? Or were there other non-gaming related cartoons you looked forward to on those weekend mornings? I looked forward to every cartoon. Well, not everyone, but I loved cartoons when I was growing up, just like everybody did. I was a huge huge fan donald trump level huge fan uh and i don't want to, it's not a politics thing i just like the way the man says huge i'm just saying huge anyway uh i was a huge fan of the super mario brothers super show like i can hear that i have the dvds you know they were a gift from a member of the community that i i love that fuck hey paisanos it's the super mario brothers super show and i would like sing along with it i loved it and then every time i tuned in and it was the legend of zelda it just broke my heart because i hated the fucking zelda episodes ah I hated them so much. So, uh, yeah, massive fan of Super Mario Brothers Super Show. I liked Captain N, too, um, but I didn't watch it as religiously as I did the Mario Brothers Super Show. And then, you know what was another great show? Was the old Mega Man cartoon. And it sucked, but it was on at, like, 6 a.m., and I couldn't help myself but watch it. They were just so, so fucking, ah, uh, so good. I love that stupid cartoon. I every And all it was, it was so bad, but every week I wanted to watch the Mega Man cartoon just to see what Robot Master he would go up against and what weapon he would get. It was always... I, I mean, it sucked, but it was always kind of neat. So, yes, Super Mario. We're actually, I'm telling you, I don't know when we will do a Remember the Game about the Super Mario Brothers Super Show at some point. No fucking doubt in my mind. No question we'll do that. Captain Lou Albino, that's my Mario. Uh, thanks for writing in, Subpar Nova. Tom Houlihan wrote in and said, Mr. Adam Blanc. I like that it says Blanc. Why do you never put people on double secret probation anymore? Are you getting soft on us, hot dogs? Love, hot lips, Houlihan. Uh, you know what? I never really thought about it. I just assumed you were all, I just assume everybody knows that by listening to the show, you instantly agree to just, uh, acknowledge the fact that you're on double secret probation, but fine. You want to be on double secret probation, hot lips? You are officially on double secret probation. And you know why you're getting double secret probation for using hot lips, Houlihan after initially telling me that you don't use that handle because you don't go by Tom Houlihan because of hot lips. And I love hot lips and you, my good friend are no hot lips. So double secret probation. Daniel said, what's up, Adam? Long time listener, first time writer in of a long time. See what I did there? Yeah, it's, I'll respect the honesty. I have a question for you. It's about Super Mario World. Were you completely obsessed with trying to find the last 4% of the 96 to 100% of the game? Or did you just accept faith? Or did you just expect faith and realize the last 4% didn't exist? I would love to know the thought process behind the scenes of the 96% and not having 100%. Also, why is Mark so cool? Cheers, Daniel. Mark is not cool, Daniel. Fucking grow up. But yes, that drives me to this day. That Listen, I give Super Mario World a perfect score because it's Super Mario World, and that game is my baby. I love that game. But I, it is, it is a, a fucking a, a glaring fault in the otherwise perfect Super Mario World that that game's perfect score is 96 and not 100. And if you don't know, if you never played it, that's what a perfect score is, is 96. And it's and now, to be fair, it gives you the star at 96. To, I think that's their way of telling you, like, hey, you didn't have a star in the first 95 numbers. Now you do. That's our way of telling you it's done. But I cannot believe that they couldn't have snuck in four more exits somewhere. Something. A couple of crap levels. Something. To get it up to a perfect 100. I agree from the bottom of my soul. It is a glaring error of judgment. And if it was anything other than Super Mario World, I would ding it. 
for that. I would probably give it 96 out of 100, but I can't give Super Mario World Endless a perfect score. Fucking drives me insane, though. And I guarantee you that has fucked countless kids up over the years. Guaranteed. And, oh, boy. Can... Can she... Kenchio Stianolis. Kenchio Stianolis Treasure. K Treasure wrote in and said, Hey Andy, I've been quite curious. What's your favorite board game and how often do you have board games nights? Uh, we used to have board game nights pretty regularly, but then COVID and now all my friends have kids or they're busy and they don't really live. I actually don't live. I live quite a, like, I would, there were like three couples, my three best friends, like three couples that I would say we would play board games with regularly. And two of them live 30 to 40 minutes from my house now. And the fourth one lives like an hour away. So, and like, and now there's kids and all that shit. And we never have board game nights anymore, but we used to, and they were fun. We do one every month or so. And they were fun. And my favorite board game of all time is Monopoly. I know haters are going to hate. I fucking love Monopoly. Uh, oh God. I love that game. Uh, I like Risk a lot too. I'm a huge fan of the new Ninja Turtles board game, Out of the Shadows, I think is what it's called, or Into the Shadows, or Shadows Past, or something like that. That's really good. And we used to play Zombies a lot. Oh, and I really like Settlers of Catan. I know it's like, I think it's like uncool to like that game now, but fuck you. Settlers of Catan is awesome. I love that goddamn game. I love board games. They're the best. I wish I had, I wish we had more opportunities to play them because I like board games a lot. And finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. Scuba Steve wrote in and said, hello, Mr. Blank. I desperately want the Nintendo 64 Switch controller. I spam that page constantly for stock. I don't want to support the resellers. What do you think of that stock situation given that it's Nintendo? I feel like demand is more after the last release announcement. Thanks. So first of all, I listen, I had no idea. Uh, somebody in our community, and I apologize that I can't remember which of you it was off the top of my head. Uh, someone in our community posted in our Discord, hey, everybody, just as a heads up, the Nintendo 64 and Genesis Nintendo uh, Switch controllers are in stock. And this was a few months ago. And I happened to get online and snag myself a 64 controller. And it is it is tight. It is, especially those 64 games, the NES and SNES and Genesis ones are all great, but you can play those with the Joy-Cons or a normal controller and they're fine. The Nintendo 64 games, as much as I don't care for the Nintendo 64 controller, 64 games need the 64 controller. Like they're designed around it. And I'm so excited. I had no idea what a big deal it was when I got one. Now that I know how fucking hard they are to get. What do I think of that stock situation? To be honest with you, I... I, I, I'm a Nintendo fanboy. I think it's well documented that I'm a Nintendo fanboy around here. I think that they're blatantly just doing it to drive up demand, just like they did with the NES Classic, the SNES Classic, and every other Game & Watch, and Amiibos, and every other fucking thing Nintendo does. I think they do it on purpose to try to keep you with that fear of missing out when then they do become available. They instantly sell out. It, like I, I don't know. I just... I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know how to manufacture a fucking wireless Nintendo 64 controller, but I'm willing to bet it's not quite as complicated as manufacturing a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series everything or a Steam Deck or a fucking car or whatever piece of technology you can't get your hands on right now because uh, the semiconductor shortage. I can't imagine the Nintendo 64 controller is plagued by that. I think Nintendo just keeps them in sparse demand to keep the interest up. And I hate it. I wish they wouldn't do it. And uh, yeah, I... I guess that's, I don't have anything else to add. I just, I don't like that they do it. I think they do it on purpose and it pisses me off and I, I think it sucks. And to all of you that are trying to get your hands on one, I'm sorry. Do not give in and fucking pay the resellers. You will get one. Well, I'd like to say you will get one. I've been saying that about PS5 forever and people are starting to get them now. I'm not convinced you'll ever get 
the Switch 64 controller because fucking Nintendo's got a Nintendo. But anyway, yeah, I think it sucks and I think Nintendo does it on purpose and I fucking hate it. So there you go. Thank you for writing in, uh, Scuba Steve. Everyone that wrote in this week, of course. Let's change things up and let's get to the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. Our smash hit segment, play one, remake one, freaking erase one. There's a goddamn fly in here and he's fucking driving me crazy and I can't get him and I don't want to like get up in the middle of the podcast and chase somebody. You're like, you can edit that out. We don't edit here at Remember the Game. Anyways, a uh, huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. As always, the rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game. The third is a race from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We'll get to that in just a minute. And I figured since we're talking Grand Theft Auto 4 this week, we got to go with three GTA games. And the problem is coming up with a third one that can stand toe-to-toe with Vice City and San Andreas. I was going to go with Grand Theft Auto 3, but then I figured it would get destroyed by San Andreas and Vice City. And I can't put Grand Theft Auto 4 in there because we're doing that today. So I was like, let's go with Liberty City Stories. People seem to like Liberty City Stories. So that's our third one, thinking maybe I would keep it close. And I was very wrong. 66%, two-thirds of the hundreds of patrons that voted said they would play San Andreas, remake Vice City, and erase Liberty City Stories. Let me see what a few of you had to say here, and then I'll tell you what the right answer was. I'll tell you right now, I did not go with 66% of you. Greg Bevington. Wrote it and said, that sounds like, hello, I'm Greg Bevington. Hey, Adam, long time listener, first time commentating or commenting, pardon me. (laughs) Sorry. Greg says, "Uh, this was a very exciting but easy one for me. I would play San Andreas because I believe it has by far the most meat on the bone and it is loads of fun as it is. I would remake Vice City because I would love to see that story, the characters and the setting remade in glorious next-gen graphics and with that next-gen hardware. And I would erase Liberty City stories because for me it was the most forgettable of these three. Not to mention it just feels like an expansion or DLC to Grand Theft Auto 4 rather than its own standalone game. Thank Thank you so much for continuing to create such a Amazing and entertaining content, man. Much love. Well, thank you, Greg. That was very sweet of you. And see, I don't disagree with any of your logic. San Andreas is probably the most playable and frankly the best of these three. Vice City probably does need the facelift the most. And Liberty City Stories is probably fucked, but I didn't know what else to put up there against those two. I thought about doing a Saints Row as well, but I think it would have it got crushed as well. Uh, so, I mean, you're one of very many people that wrote in and saying that they wanted to erase uh, Liberty City Stories. But... Not everybody wanted to. Rubix, a.k.a. Arthur David, wrote in and said, Of these three, I've only ever played Vice City. And even then, I spent most of my time stealing cars, driving around, and listening to the music since I love 80s music and Pandora slash Spotify weren't a thing yet. So I'll play Vice City just for the music. I'll erase San Andreas because of that hot coffee BS Rockstar put us all through and all the political fallout that happened because they couldn't be bothered to remove it or at least at least be like, yeah, we made it, ditched the idea and buried it in the coats so no one would find it and play it rather than blaming their own fans for their dumb fuck up. And I guess the rules say I got to remake Liberty City stories, so I'll remake it to include some 80 stations that played music that wasn't in Vice City and have all hot coffee banned. Only iced coffee is allowed in Liberty City. That's an interesting take because I have no beef with the hot coffee. I'm sure most of you know what, you know, you could have sex in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Uh, I don't really care that it's there, but I do agree that it turned into a whole fuck ton of fallout that we really, as gamers and as a gaming community, really didn't need. So I don't, I don't disagree with your logic there, Rubik's. I can, I can get on board with that. That's fair. Uh, zombie Xy, Zombie Xy, 
wrote in and said, I'll play San Andreas because it still holds up as a solid game. It's already been, uh, it already made big import. Oh, I see. It already made big improvements from the original Vice City release. And other than the game, ter the gang territory and girlfriend specific mission BS, it never really hits that wall where you're just trudging along. I'll disagree because there's parts we have to swim to build up your swimming and it fucking sucks. But I get what you're saying. Vice City needs the full remake treatment. Yeah, I got a facelift earlier this year, but I want to see it remade from the ground up. Still one of the best locale story and protagonists in the whole series and put Vice City stories in with it as a prologue. And then I would delete Liberty City stories just because I don't think I ever played it or if I did I don't remember it so it must not have been that good see and like I can't even argue with you because like I get it Liberty City stories do the short straw but I feel bad for it you know Sauce Ma I do say I would love to see Vice City remade as well uh, Sauce McLaughlin wrote in and say play, Liber play Liberty City stories so it was the first time I got to play Grand Theft Auto on the go and you can't beat that remake San Andreas obviously if it looks like a cleaner GTA 5 that shit would be amazing plus the remaster was rated two cheeks it was straight ass and I love that and then erase Vice City I just can't get jiggy with it see and the thing is I really like Vice City City, but it desperately does need a remake because it controlled like crap and it almost ruined Grand Theft Auto for me forever. So I'm actually going with 5% of the vote this week, including super sweet Yo Yo Kim, Yo Kim, super sweet Yo, super sweet, super sweet Yo Kim. I, I don't know, whatever. Super, I don't know how to fuck to say here. I can't say anyone's name today. Super Swede. Who wrote in and said, play Liberty City Stories. I never played it, so why not? Couldn't be as bad as another game on this list. The game I'd like to remake has great music, fun missions, characters you hate to love, and the aesthetics and setting would be awesome to see on newer hardware as a full-blown remake. The other game is San Andreas. That game can lick my chub and then shame walk itself to the trash bin. Wow. I don't think San Andreas is bad at all, but I do agree with your order, Super Swede. I would play Liberty City Stories because I haven't, and I don't like to erase games I haven't played whenever possible. I'm going to remake Vice City because I do love that soundtrack, and I like Tommy a lot, and I just think it was very rough. Like, I'd clean up the controls, and I'd let him fucking swim so that I could finish Grand Theft Auto Vice City for the first time. And then I'm going to erase San Andreas. I like it a lot. I like it a lot, but I played through it. I played a lot of it. I'll never touch it again. So it can go. I'm like, I've got my, I'm done. I've got my fill of San Andreas. I have no need for it anymore. Thanks everybody for writing in and playing as always. What have I been up to over the last week? And then we'll get into talking some GTA 4. Uh, I have been playing a lot of GTA 4. I had to get it done. I finished it 11 p.m. Friday night and then Saturday at 10 a.m. Got a hold of Doug to record his snippet for the podcast. And then the next day, Andre and I hooked up for the whole recording on Sunday. So we snuck this one under the wire. I played a ton of GTA 4 over the last week. I've also been playing Shovel Knight Dig on my iPhone. Uh, that'll be one of the three games I'll, I'll give you a quick review of uh, tomorrow on Expansion Pass, our mini indie review. It's been pretty good. I picked up PGA Tour 2K23 because I'm a huge fan of simulation golf games and I haven't upgraded mine since Golf Club 2019. Uh, I will do a full-blown review of it on Expansion Pass in the next month or so, but early feedback is I'm really enjoying it. It's really deep, really simulation-y, and that's how I like my golf games. It's fun. And then I've been playing Star Wars Episode One Racer on the Nintendo 64 to get ready for an episode sometime next month as it won our Patreon poll a couple months ago uh it's good it's a little rough around the edges and i think that's because it's a nintendo 64 racing game being played for the first time in 2022 but i'm not gonna hold that against it i'm enjoying it i it's gonna it's fun i it's and i've actually really enjoyed using the 64 controller to play it i, I can't believe i'm saying that so i'm looking forward to that review as well but let's talk GTA 4. That's why you kids are here. I like to give our listeners a chance to sound off about the game we're talking about to kind of preheat the oven before my guests and i hog the spotlight jay's pale 
wrote in and said, I absolutely love Grand Theft Auto 4 it was the re as it was the reason I bought a PlayStation 3. I played it for the first time the morning of my wedding at my buddy's house. I'll always remember that I had to go number one after waking up, but he and his girlfriend were in the bedroom with the door locked, and this was the only access to the bathroom in his apartment. I didn't let that stop me, so I peed in the sink, profusely, profusely cleaned it, and then kept on gaming. I'll certainly never forget that memory and how it tied to GTA. Jay's Pale, I hope to God that your partner your significant other is listening to this podcast and finds out that the morning of your wedding or i hope your best friend is listening to this and the morning of your wedding they found out that you peed in their kitchen sink that's what i want out of this episode if that happens i'll be happy mac daddy times four said after halo 3 grand theft auto 4 was my next console online multiplayer experience my friends and i would go into lobbies grab some random players in a helicopter and land the helicopter in the water minutes away from land a friend would be waiting on a boat to take us back and the random player would either have to take forever to swim back or quit the lobby <laughs> we were assholes yes <laughs> yeah you were but that's fucking funny well done mac dad it would have pissed me off if you did it to me but that's funny mac daddy i respect i like that for the record we don't get into the online at all i played it offline it's an old game so i'm sorry if anyone that wanted online talk but that's funny kevin bell said i vastly prefer the gta 3 trilogy the shift to a more realistic setting and gameplay hurt the fun factor the dialogue was hilarious though including roman and you know what so first of all i think everybody loves roman my younger brother, Josh, is a huge Grand Theft Auto fan. Played the fuck out of 3, Vice City, San Andreas, Grand Theft Auto 5. He could knock it into 4. And he said it was just that weird kind of dark, realistic tone. Just never never grabbed him by the balls. And he apparently is not alone. This does seem to be... I don't think it's anything like Final Fantasy VIII, where half people love it, half people hate it. I think most people like Grand Theft Auto 4. But there are a few people that have had the same take you do, Kevin. I don't. That's not a hot take. I, that's interesting. I, I get it. I like the serious tone, personally. But I know it's not for everybody. Uh, and Toad Spit wrote in and said, What a fucking game. I assume well spitting, because Toad Spit. I had the greatest time playing the old GTA games as a kid on the Xbox and PS1. But let me just say, when I first saw gameplay of this as a 12-year-old at the time, I almost shit my pants. It was very much my holy shit, this is next-gen gaming moment. The thing that stuck out to me was how realistic it felt with the walking, the driving, ragdoll effects, etc. I had never experienced a game like this and also knew I had to buy the shit somehow. Of course, I begged and convinced my dad to buy it for me, which to my surprise, he did. Let me say I was obsessed and put in many hours to this game. Looking back now as a 26-year-old, I'd say it definitely shows its age. However, I can also still see the things that made me love it in the first place. Also, Cousin, let's go bowling. I love... I, so many people were like, Cousin, let's go bowling when I started playing it, and now I get it. Also, I can't believe your dad bought this for you at a 12-year-old. I wouldn't let my fucking 12-year-old play this game. I'm 38, and I felt like I shouldn't be playing this game. Anyways, it's time to talk Grand Theft Auto 4, talk Roman, talk bowling, talk Michelle fucking you over talk all of that stuff it's time spoilers they're coming first doug and i are going to hook up and talk about why he decided to spot this episode and then my buddy andre and i are going to break down all the little nuances of grand theft auto 4 i'm going to cue up some music i don't know what music i'm using yet and i know i can't use any of the songs from the game so i'm hopefully i found some music uh and when it stops doug andre and i are going to take a look back at grand theft auto 4 which originally released in north america on april 29th 2008 it's 15 years old what the fuck enjoy the podcast everybody let's go wait sorry it's four, 14 years old wait 14 years old what the fuck all right enjoy the podcast everybody let's go <laughs>
Okay, so as I'm sure I noted uh, during the intro, that hasn't actually been recorded yet. Do we and we fucking snuck this episode in under the wire. Usually these sponsored episodes, I'll chat with the the person that sponsored the episode a couple of weeks before it goes live, then track down one of my buddies, then record the main part, then put it all together. We're recording this on Saturday afternoon. I'm doing the game chat with Andre tomorrow and then it'll all go live Wednesday. So we we fucking scraped this episode together. Uh my sponsor this week, long time. One of the OG hot dogs around here, Mr. Doug Dorn. Doug, how's it going, buddy? Ah, it's good, man. It's good. How are you doing, Adam? I'm great. I well, you know what, dude? I'm I'm actually really good because, and I don't want to sound like I don't like GTA 4 because I like this game a lot, but I'm so glad to have this game done. Because yeah. when you sponsored it, I knew it was gonna take <laughs> some time, but then when I sat down and started playing, this is a fucking there is like this is more than just meat on the bone. This is the whole fucking pig. This is a big and I knew it was, but Jesus, this is a big game. Uh I, I was saying to you. Fuck me, man. You and I were talking about it before. Yeah. We both finished the game in around the 60% mark and we're both well over 40, 50. Like, fuck me. How do you, I, anyone listening to this at hundred percent of this game, you're a monster. This is a big fucking video game, dude. Oh Oh, man. hundred percenting this game is still on my to-do list. Like, and while I've got my PS3 hooked back up again, I'm tempted to dive back into my old, my old game save. I I, I know I mentioned to you earlier, I I, I dug it up because it was from 2010 was when I completed this game and I haven't touched hadn't touched it until this year and i thought i'd done more than 68 percent so i'm I'm now feeling that like i i now that i've got a walkthrough um i'm gonna go back in and try and like pick off some of the side missions that i didn't do i think i i gotta do this game justice because yeah it's it's a beast man and i knew when we talked about games that it was gonna be you know uh, a significant chunk of your time but at least I had to, it's, at, it's such a good game. At least it was fun. And that's what I was saying to you. Yeah. Like, it would have sucked if I hated this game. And I was like, I got to go through 50 hours of this. But for the most part, I have a couple of minor gripes. But for the most part, it was yeah. fun. So I want to start off by just asking you. I always ask my guests with that sponsor episodes. Uh, there's so many. There's millions and billions of video games out there. Yeah. Why this one? Why Grand Theft Auto 4? Are you just really passionate about stealing cars? Or what is it about? <laughs> what is it about Grand Theft Auto 4 that was like, this is the game for you to pick? Yeah, no, I, um, for the longest time, all I did was play sports games and driving games and uh, pretty much sucked at anything else. Um, the Grand Theft Auto games were the, one of the first ones that they kind of clicked with me a little bit, especially like I played the OG ones on the PlayStation, the top down stuff. They were good fun. But like when GTA three came out on the PS2, it just clicked. And it was that first like kind of 3d action, um, you know, behind the player that that just it clicked the controls yeah. clicked the driving the shooting the walking and i i loved it i loved the story and everything so i you know gta3 i was fine played through that loved vice city san andreas for the longest time was was probably one of my favorite games but then gta4 came out on the ps3 and that was a special time in my life when that game came out, I was back at uh, Marine School in Glasgow and uh, was sharing this house with uh, a friend of mine um, who I'd, I'd met while working on ships. Uh, so, and she bought this game for me because um, I was I was out at class the day it came out and she went all around Glasgow, hit every store until she found one with a copy because the, like, the hype was huge when this came yeah. out. Yeah, you remember. I do, yeah. And so she, yeah, she bought this game for me and I came home from, from school that day and, 
then just played it. And we spent so much of that time just sitting, drinking and playing GTA 4. And she would watch while I was playing. And um, yeah, we've been married for uh, 10 years next year now. So, you know, it was obviously that was she knew the way to my heart was by by picking up a uh grand theft auto 4 for me so yeah it's a special game but it's also an awesome game and looking back on it now man i just it's, it gets better with age it's impressive i gotta say and like i should warn everybody like spoilers i'm gonna we're gonna is it, i feel like i'm the last person on the planet to play this game i know <laughs> i'm not you don't have to message me and be like i haven't played it yet but i it's been 15 it's 15 years old and i finally played it in the last like two weeks so uh i feel like we're safe to spoil things that's awesome yeah. that like you ended up like i feel like you guys are roman and, yeah. and Michelle, is that who Roman married? Was Michelle? Uh, no, Michelle. But Michelle was no, Mich um, Michelle, girlfriend. Michelle yeah. fucked you. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. But don't talk to Michelle, yeah. yeah, Michelle sucks. Um, I'll agree with you, dude. Like, I didn't play. I didn't play the top down GTAs at all. Yeah. I didn't really play GTA three. Although I will just as a footnote throw in. I think GTA three is one of the most underrated games of all time, just for the impact it had. I don't think because it's it was the game that transferred it from that top down to what we've got with, with Vice City and San Andreas and four and five, three yep. is three is so such an important game in the history of video games. I think Vice City is the one that really, in my well, opinion, it put a, it on the map. It had a thing. Vice City had that eighties Miami vibe. Exactly. And then like San Andreas had that nineties California vibe. Yeah. So when four came out, it didn't appear to have a vibe. But the fact is, if you now look back on it, it captures that like early 2000s post 9-11 yeah um world like the explosion even of the internet and kind of continue on so it, it now is a it's a time capsule in, in its own way the same as the early games were it just totally. we didn't realize it at the time because it was still so fresh we were basically still living in the same time it just felt like a current game yeah agreed and which is what i hope gta 6 is like i would love to see gta 6 be like yeah like 2020 type thing um but i got it yeah and that's like like to me vice city was fine i didn't love it i didn't play san andreas until like a year mm. ago and i really really liked san andreas i that was my favorite gta oh, it's awesome. and then i started playing this one and at the at the beginning i was like this is good i think i like san andreas better but now that i'm done it um i definitely this one is so much it seems weird to call it more serious when you can do all this stupid shit that you can do and get away with it and everything. But it it does have a much more mature, serious kind of tone to it than like a... San Andreas is obviously mature, but it almost feels kind of cartoonish yeah. at the same time. Like this one felt very dark and the physics right. and everything almost felt realistic. And I, the writing, to me, that was what kept me going. The writing, the voice acting and the characters, I was hooked. I was, well, I was so yeah. into it. Like That's one of the big things that like, it was never they didn't say anything at the time that doesn't they never say in the game where exactly nico's from right but it's kind of come out later and like i actually ended up using i picked up a, an xbox copy of the the the, the walkthrough the brady games one okay um just because i knew i wouldn't have time to play it back through again and actually that is one of the first times where it does write down that he is serbian oh, okay and the, the the amount of effort they put into to create this backstory with the the dialogue that he talks about his what he saw what he went through, and if you, you do a quick Google search or like or anyone who's like for me coming from Europe we studied some of this stuff in history, but like they're referring to like the Yugoslav conflict from like ninety one to two thousand and one, right? Where Yugoslavia split up and Serbia became a separate independent country, so there's actual like historical like 
weight behind this character that they've created and then coming the other thing i realized is that every other gta i think my pretty much has been a, a bit of a stereotypical uh us yeah like low life street thug or yeah. something this was the first time where it was an immigrant yeah yeah and yeah i i love nico i think he is for me the best like gta protagonist across any of the games without question is nico because he's very believable here's a dude who was like military so he, it it makes sense that he knows how to handle firearms and, totally. and and how to like fight people and handle himself like it just they put that extra little bit in and like you say it's grittier it's just more it's still got the comedy that the the Rockstar put in all the GTA games. Yeah. Oh, hundred, dude. Yeah, this game made me fucking laugh. And like oh, on the on the note of that, because I agree with you, I I think Nico Bellic is such a great character. But as much as I love Nico, fucking <laughs> Roman, Roman, I played this entire uh, game praying to the gaming gods that Roman wouldn't fuck me. I was like, do <laughs> not let Roman turn on me at the end of the game because they spend the whole game. Like, hey, like the amount of people that have messaged me since I started playing this being like, hey, cousin, let's go bowling. Like, it's yeah. Roman. And I was just like, the the dynamic between those two, not to mention all the other characters, because I love yeah. little little Jacob in particular. Oh. I fucking love, because he's such a loyal friend. He's like yeah. your buddy. He's your boy. And the way he talks cracks me up. But I just have to say, uh, in my limited experience with GTA games, Roman is my favorite character ever. I love that. And like, the way everyone <laughs> calls him fatty and fat, yeah. and he's greasy, and just... Ah, oh, the writing is so good. Every time I met a new character, I was excited to hear what they had to say. Like it wasn't boring at all. But I will say, I nearly, nearly took a point off this when we get to scoring at the end. Not because of, Roman's an awesome character, love Roman, but I, the the number of times where I would scream because I'd be in the middle of a mission, usually at like a pretty critical point, or like trying to drive down like with cops four star you know escape trying to clear the stars and the phone starts doo, 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 oh. and with and that's when he'd come up with the hey let's go hang out it's like yeah i'm kind of fucking busy right yeah, now yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he gets pissy if you don't say yes to him it's like like uh yeah but, the number of times that he like nearly lost me on that so that was bugging me the whole game actually i will say like i like the phone co uh, concept the mechanic yeah. but there were many times where i would accidentally hang up the phone yeah. as somebody was calling and like i wish the game just gave you a little bit of like a chance to react because like i'd be hitting buttons yeah. and the phone would fucking pop up but i'd be like oh fuck i accidentally just you know and i don't know what they said or what they were gonna say or whatever yeah. um was there any consequence to like because i kept turning down i won't lie to you like by the end of the for the first half of the game i was doing everything and yeah. then i had to get the game done so like fucking um packy or yeah. uh fucking what's his name the steroid guy Brucey, Brucey, or yeah. fucking Roman, they'd call or little Jacob, and they'd want to yeah. hang out, and I'd be like, I'm, I'm trying to finish the missions, guys, I can't, and then it would give me the little thumbs down icon. Like, yep. is there any? Does that, does that have any actual consequence on the game though? It actually does. Like so on the surface, you, it, it just like it lowers your friendship rating, and when it's below, I think fifty percent, like they don't, I don't think they call you, and if you call them, they're not as likely to say yes to go and okay. do these activities. But each of these characters that you can interact with and do stuff with have like a, a buff if you like there's some kind of something that oh. when you get a high enough friend rating with them so some of them are kind of pre-built into the game so with roman you get the taxi service with little jacob you get he you know he can bring you a trunk full of guns right 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 um, 
I think later on with Brucey, he can uh, he lets you use his helicopter instead of a taxi. Okay, I see. Okay. All of them have, including all the girlfriends as well that you can date, they all have something that when you hit a high enough uh, like percentage, you get that. Like uh, with Packy, um, he he gives you um, free uh, like sticky car bombs, so he you can which you can use in some of the later missions. Oh, some of those later fuck some of those missions near the there was the one right near the end where you have to blow up four or five vans that are full yeah. of heroin or something, yeah. and uh, I died on that mission probably more times than any mission in the game because I couldn't come up with a good strategy. And then the one time I finally had it done, the van that was running away ran me over. And killed me. And I was so mad. I was so, and then I was out of rockets for my rocket launcher. And I was just, I was like, I was so fucking angry. So that would have been, maybe I should have yeah. spent more time making friends with some of those guys. But well, I don't know if you, with that mission, like, I don't want to, there is a, there's a trick to it. Oh, I wish I, I know. don't know how you got past it in the end, but like, you don't go straight into that, like, um, factory. Yeah. Yeah. Like the entrance where, they, where you're standing outside when it kind of kicked the mission kicks in. Yeah. Around to the kind of round to the side over a fence. And you can go, you, there's like a, a lane where you go down, you kill a couple of guys, and then you can climb up to the roof of the building. So I did that. I, okay. And that was, this is my one, and I want to get in, because like, again, I'm going to, Andre and I are going to fucking tear this game up. Uh, well, I mean, it's good. I like this game a lot. But my, my one big complaint with it, and I've said this about every Grand Theft Auto game I've ever played, and I do feel like Grand Theft Auto 4 control better. You can see the improvements. Yeah. I still think that these games get away with having mediocre controls because they're Grand Theft Auto. And I'll never die, I'll never move off that. And what fucked me was, and that mission was one of the examples, the two things that fucked me the most, and it happened to me in that mission when I tried to do that, where either yeah. I would go into cover against the wall and yeah. then be unable to like get out and I'd be trying to get <laughs> yeah. off the fucking wall and yeah. then I would just move and like, and someone would come up behind me and pick me off. Uh, or I would accidentally jump off of like an edge. Yeah. Like I would jump off, you know what I mean? And it was just like fucking your goddamn military trained super assassin. Why the fuck can't you just jump to goddamn feet? So that, that did. And then, Oh, turn auto aim off. Once I turned auto aim off, the game was so much easier for me. I found it so much really? easier to play because then I could hold the L trigger and have my crosshairs up all the time and then just treat it like a third person shooter. I found the auto aim. I was getting stuck aiming at things I didn't want to aim at or people I didn't want to aim at or stuff huh. like that. Um, so I didn't mean yeah. to like crap on no, your strategy, but that's where I got fucking killed was trying it that way. So then and I that's went a good point, actually, because the way that that works, like that was what for me, who was a mediocre gamer, the mediocre controls are probably why I actually enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> but the auto aim, if you get into a rhythm with the auto aim and don't get stuck crouching behind something, it can be so smooth where you're crouched down and then so you wait until they've fired off, they stop, then you just pop up and you, right. you know you've got the guy. So bang, 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 <laughs> bang, guy, move across, bang, 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 the next guy. Oh. It, it can be smooth, but it does, they fine-tune that a little bit more. But you know, you can also like do the thing where you just, you stay crouched down, but like just stick your hand with the gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, you kind yeah. of get a bit of all that I think was the first game where they did that, or maybe maybe you've San Andreas. But I just thought that was so awesome that you could literally just stand there with your hand above a pile of barrels, like yeah. just spraying gunfire, everything. I, I like that too. And I and I will say that like I saw some complaints online that people thought that maybe it got a little bit repetitive. Every mission was just or two out of three missions were just going to a building and shoot everybody and leave. But mm. I was having a blast doing it. I was like, I don't, especially as the game goes on, dude. One of my favorite things is the way you kind of become like a mobster because I'm a huge mafia fan, right? And the way you go from like 
just this immigrant who's like helping his brother who or his cousin who's also in like run a taxi company and now you're like a fucking like the number one hitman for like all the organized fucking crime families and this i i i had so much i was like i want to go out and keep killing people this is fucking awesome like i just never found it boring i just always no. found it fun to play it was so never boring to me at all no and, and and I agree like that was the thing I I actually I realized now with with GTA 5 this the missions were more varied but there was a lot of like big set piece you know like the big kind of cinema style action pieces yeah GTA 4 doesn't have so much of that it's it's not that they don't have the bigger missions they don't it's not that they don't have the like the odd like heist kind of thing in there but it's just again it's that little bit more toned down gritty realistic it feels realistic um, yeah yeah and i think that's why you don't get bored because the story is is well written like yeah. all the different weaving threads and the characters you meet and the ones that you come back to and the fact that they introduced the like the moral choice mechanic at you know a few times to yeah. where you can either kill or save people some of which affect the story in like minute ways where you just you you'll get to see them again as like an extra character, which is a mission, you know, you, you'll do a little interaction, a little mission doesn't actually affect the hundred percent. So whether right. you've killed them or, or spared them doesn't matter. But then later on in the game, the it does divide more where the choices you make actually affect how the next mission plays out. Yeah, dude. Even And this is where I'm going to throw in a spoiler. The spoiler. mission where you've got the two, like the two senior members of the McCreary family, and they're sitting on the bench and you've got oh, them in your, yeah. your sniper sights and you've got to choose which one of them you take out. Yeah. And I didn't think of it at the time, but I think, I can't remember who I picked going through that play, but um, it actually affects because no matter what, the next mission involves the funeral for the guy that, get, that you yeah. took out. The one that you killed, yeah. Yeah, but depending on who you killed depends on where they're buried. Oh, so, I didn't know that. And one of them is much further away, so it's different routes, further distance. So it's not the same. It's not like it's the same autoplay mission with a casket and a change the name. Sure. They actually change the whole focus of the gameplay so that really killing one of them is actually slightly easier because you don't have as far to drive afterwards. <laughs> that would that mission afterwards. So I killed the like the drug addicted brother. Yeah. And then afterwards you're driving that hearse and trying to get his body to the fucking cemetery. <laughs> and goddamn Packy is in the passenger seat shooting at everything that moves. So then yeah. everything's shooting at us. And I wanted to be like, I'm like, Packy, stop fucking shooting and they'll leave <laughs> us alone. Cause he's like, we're going to lose my brother. Cause the door's gone and the fucking yeah. casket's falling out. And I was like, well, we wouldn't lose him if you'd stop fucking shooting at everybody. God damn. But I love Packy so much. Oh, um, he's awesome. When he oh, popped up again in GTA five, I was so happy. He's Just, in Oh Just my god! Spoiler, it, but it's right at the beginning of the game, so it's not spoiling much. He, right. he does reappear in in GTA Five. I will. For all you listening, I've never played Five. I will at some point. I promise. I will. I need a break now, but I will play Five. Yeah. Um, listen, we should we're gonna get this wrapped up soon, so I can get to the rest of the conversation. Two yeah. things. One. Yeah. Uh, what ending did you go with? I went. I'll reveal what I what ending I went with at the end. What What did you do? Do you remember? I, I did. I did revenge as much as I'm one. I was like, most of the time I would, I would try and make Nico like the good guy. And, and like, I spared, I think most people, 
but you get so wrapped up in the storyline that when I got to the end and it was like you had the option of the revenge one, I was like, you're damn fucking right. I'm yeah. killing Dimitri. Ah, oh, there's no way he's getting away with that. No fucking deal. Yeah, but yeah I, I did the revenge. Me, the revenge yeah, one. and like, and the whole time, because I did too. And the whole time Roman is like, uh, cousin, leave him. We'd have more money than ever. I could take a big honeymoon. And I was like, I fucking love you, Roman. But no, Dom, I hate this man so much. Like Dominic's fucked. Oh, the um, red sends, yeah. But then, but then it turns out that like, fucking kate gets killed if you go revenge and i i couldn't believe that i was like what kind of fucked up ending is this and then and then i'm reading the other ending and if i had gone the other way roman would have been killed yeah that would have made me cry like i was like very different like no matter which way you choose it actually they're they're separate missions separate storylines yeah ways to finish the game what a great ending like i was crushed that kate died but what a great ending like fucking I was so happy with like minus that fucking dirt bike riding that dirt bike in that final mission. <laughs> I fucked it up so many times. I was getting so mad. Um, I, yeah. I gotta just say, man, I, some games I feel overstay their welcome and hard to get less good. The further in you go this game, the more I played it, the more I liked it. I went from being like, this is okay, but I think I like San Andreas better to like definitively. This is now my favorite grand theft auto. Like it was so fucking good. And you know what I would say to you, because the one thing I wanted to make sure that I, I that we talked about yeah. is, by all means, like, I, I play GTA 5, great game. I mean, ridiculous sales and everything. But, like, GTA 4 was the last time they did proper DLC with, uh, and here's the thing, here's, here's the reason I'm not a, an Xbox fan, is because I had my PlayStation, and the two GTA 4 DLCs were Xbox exclusives when they were released, oh. and I was so mad at the Xbox for that because I had to wait till they dropped on PlayStation like a year or so later as a as a double bill, both on one disc. Sure, but and I know you never you don't have time for DLC, but I, I would like to play them at some point because oh. I like this game so much. They're worth it. They are absolutely so. The first one, like they did, Lost in the Damned, which focuses on the biker gang that you come in, you know, you you're involved with in GTA Four. You play as Johnny Klebitz, like the main biker guy. Okay, and it's even darker and grittier than GTA Four. Wow. Um, and then you also get to do that same the mission, the jewel heist mission at the museum. You get to do that again, playing as Johnny instead of Nico. Oh, sick! That's rad. And then the the so that's awesome. And then and they're not as big. They're I think maybe twenty ish hours, something like that. But still, like a full like. You get like how many games. how many games have DLC that are twenty hours long? Well, like DLC is then, usually two hours. That's fucking wild. Oh, it's nuts. And then they did the Lost and the Damned, which is a bit more of a departure. It's like a new character. This guy Luis Lopez, who's like an ex military, but he's also like a bodyguard um, at a nightclub. So there's a whole lot of side stuff again that's different. It's more bright and colorful, and it started to introduce a couple of the big set pieces, kind of in with that one. Okay, but there's also there's a mission that involves that same jewel heist at the museum again, from Luis's point of view, and how he oh, saw. Sick. So, um, Balda Gaitoni actually ties up all the loose ends from GTA Four and Lost in the Damned surrounding the jewels and the jewel heist which were like not even the full part of GTA 4 they take it off spin it off as a full story and then so you by this point you're basically three games in probably close to 100 hours but it's yeah. this like epic story that they've the, the the detail they took to go back to this mission not once but twice to let you see how it played out and you see Nico like 
and you see like and you're like oh that was me i was doing that mission before when i was playing the main game yeah yeah but honestly the I, I would recommend and i'm sure some people will say no i would say put the time in and like at least play through the the story on the two dlcs because they are they just they tie the the pretty bow up on everything on that whole gta 4 world and like awesome well worth it what a game man people can dunk on rockstar and get mad that they haven't released grand theft auto 6 yet and blah 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 blah. but like fucking i'll be goddamn if i'll let anyone say they half-assed their games like oh my god they fucking especially in an era where it feels like a lot of developers i don't want to say they half-assed their games but it's like we'll give you the bare minimum and then we'll dlc everything else yeah like boy they fucking give you a lot of bang for your buck with these games i was i I went from like, I don't give a fuck about GTA 5 to being like, well, this was a big step up from San Andreas, which was a big step up from Vice City. I'm like, now I got to see what GTA 5 is about. I don't know when, but I will play it at some point. Uh, well, so thank you for finally yeah. kicking me in the ass and making me no fucking worries, play no. Grand Theft Auto 4. Uh, what the fuck are we going to score this thing out of? I was well, kind of, I mean, if you got an idea, because I don't. Dude, I, like I've listened to enough of these episodes now that of course, like while I'm looking through things, I'm thinking like, what can, what can we yeah, do? So, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's the basic things like, I have to say, I was really impressed. Like, it has a ninety-eight on Metacritic, which is ridiculous. But yeah, I was like, yeah, that's no, that's not GTA enough. So, I don't know if you you did any for the hundred to get the hundred percent completion. You have to shoot two hundred pigeons. Oh, I didn't shoot any pigeons. Well, I didn't know you can just. Oh yeah, not just any pigeons. They're like ones you have to find that have that like slight oh. orange glow around them, so that you know. So there's two hundred of these spread okay. across the map, to to that you have to shoot to get a hundred percent in the game. Oh Jesus Christ! All right, that's a great fucking scale. Yeah, I like so, that. Two hundred. <laughs> All right. So then that's okay. So then out of two hundred pigeons, how many pigeons are you giving? That's the best scale ever. <laughs> how many pigeons are you giving Grand Theft Auto Four, Doug? You I know what? Two hundred pigeons. I'm giving it. I'm. I'm gonna give it a hundred. Uh, I'm gonna give a hundred and ninety-nine pigeons out of two hundred. Okay. I was gonna take a point off for the number of times that um, Roman calls you when you're in the middle of trying to escape from the cops. <laughs> Want to go and play darts? Uh, yeah. That drove me nuts. But no, I'm. I'm gonna drop a point off it because um, because it was the first GTA to introduce online, and uh, I hate GTA online. And if it had never been introduced. Um, we would never have. We would have actually got a proper GTA Five with some actual DLC instead of them focusing on the online all the time. So yeah, uh-huh. it, it loses a point for introducing GTA Online. I don't think that's a hot take. I think a lot of people agree with that. Uh, fuck. I'm gonna. Uh, you know what? No, I don't have to give my score. I'll give my score at the end of the other part. I have time to think about this <laughs> now that I know. I love that scale. Two hundred pigeons is my new favorite scale ever. <laughs> uh, first of all, Doug, uh, thank you so much for being so supportive of the show for so many years and for doing this. It's great to finally meet and talk to you. Happy to man. And uh, I always open the floor. Uh, plug, plug your stuff. Plug somebody else's stuff. Plug away. What do you, what do you want to plug? The world is listening. Uh, I don't do anything. I have no social media presence. But I'm going to plug um, one of our fellow hot dogs, uh, yep. the Good Enough Gamer. Um, he's another one that's been around since the early days of the podcast. Old school. And, um, yep. Yeah. Uh, and he he has his YouTube channel, so uh, where he does playthroughs primarily nintendo stuff he's i know he's done a lot of like uh, lego city undercover um but uh he he's kind of getting into that i think kind of there was a lot of inspiration from like stuff you've done so um 
you know, find them on YouTube and uh, give them give them a like. Uh, so good enough gamer on YouTube. That's 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 my buddy. He's one of my oldest friends in Canada. So uh, beautiful. And we'll so. put I'll make sure to put a link to Good Enough Gamers YouTube channel in the description of this podcast if y'all want to show awesome. a hot dog some love. Uh, buddy, fucking you and I have been chatting for like a good hour and a half now. It's been great talking to you, man. Great catching up. Yeah. And uh, again, thanks. I can't believe how much I like this. Fuck, I love Roman. I want Roman to get his own <laughs> fucking game. Uh, thank you so much for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Happy to. Happy to get the game. The love it it needed, and for you to uh, discover the the joys of playing with a psychotic Serbian. Okay, so joining me via the blank phone this week, as I'm sure I've said during the intro and during my discussion with Doug and all that stuff, is my boy Andre, longtime friend, supporter, and guest here on the show. Uh, I guess I should start it off by asking, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing really good. How are you? I'm doing, you know what, man? And I listen, this is not a dig at Grand Theft Auto 4 because I like this game a lot, but I'm doing better knowing that this game is off my plate. Like, I don't have to deal with this fucking game anymore. Because it, it is just... game. Dude, forget meat on the bone. I think I said it earlier. This is like the whole pig. This And like and I knew. I knew going in. It's Grand Theft Auto. These games are not small. But holy Christ, this is a big fucking video game. And, and you didn't even play the expansions. No. And, like, I, and, before this... any, and before anyone asks me to, I'm not... I'm not... I don't have time. I'm not playing the fucking expansions. I finished the campaign. I did like 65%. I'm done. I can't do anymore. It was fun, but I'm done. Although I will say, Doug, my the uh, the 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 dude that sponsored this episode, he was saying in our discussion that the the DLC is really good too. Oh, it's phenomenal. Both of them, like Ross and the Dam. It's fun to play as the biker crew you're literally dealing with in this game, and then playing Balladay Tony is just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I hear they're great. I will say so, like. Let's start there. And I've already warned everybody. We're spoiling away. I don't give a fuck. We can spoil this game. Um, the only GTAs that I have played through to completion are this one and San Andreas. And San Andreas was my favorite until I played this one. There's still things about this one I didn't like. But the story, the writing, the characters and stuff in this game, like to kick oh. things off, uh, so good. Like, frankly, so much better than I expected them to be. Like, oh, it, it, it's, they're, they, they, they fly, like, nothing against the PS2 games. They were all phenomenal. Like, again, I've talked with you about San Andreas. I've talked with you about Vice City. Yeah. I love those games. But GTA 4 was just something special when it came out for me. I really, like, I played this game over and over and over again. And when the expansions came out, I played them over and over again. This is, like, oh, this game is so much fun. Yeah, dude. I like, want to, like, like, Nico. Uh, like, so like, I, I think like GTA three or not, not GTA three. I never played three, uh, vice city. There was, what's his name? The fucking, uh, what the fuck was his name? Tommy. Yeah. Tommy Rossetti. Yeah. And he was okay. And then I actually really liked, I can't, was it CJ in San Andreas? Was that the main character? Yeah. And I like CJ, but like Nico, there's something about Nico where like, 
he seems like a good guy, but he's a fucked up guy, and you know he's been through some shit, and you believe that he can kill all these people because of his war, like his experience with war and everything. But every time he like he goes out and he's like a cold blooded killer and he's killing these people, but then he's also like a really nice guy who loves his cousin and seems to be polite, and it's it's really easy to like. I found myself like invested in Nico. I was like, this guy seems awesome. Like I was pulling he's for a, him the whole time. He, he's a very fleshed out character. Like you like you play as CJ or play as Tommy Tommy in the other games, they were just a character that happened to be there in that game. There was no like real backstory to like there was backstory to them and everything. Yeah. But like Nico, you get you learn his backstory as you go because you're hunting down a guy who was who screwed him over back in Russia and the wars. Yeah. Like you 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 learn like all about this guy and you see how he his compassion for people, but how he, how he can just turn and kill somebody in just a heartbeat. It's, it, it's, a, he's like it, GTA five would go on to flesh out three characters in much bigger detail, but like this game did it so well with him. Yeah. That's why I think you really get into his character and you really, it makes you love all the other characters that he like, uh, interacts with though because you can see what he cares about into these people yeah it was half of the reason that i i stuck with like i mean i stuck with the game because i wanted to play it for the podcast but like i my biggest beef with the grand theft auto games outside of the controls and i won't move off that i don't think they control well but outside of that is that i've I've always just like i don't mean that they're bad but i've always thought they were kind of kind of junk food like there was a lot of just fucking around and slap you know stealing cars and just being a being a jerk and like and that was fine but in this game and i i like especially compared to san andreas like is it's got such a serious cinematic tone and like you just can't help but like get invested in this nico and then that's not even to mention roman who is now officially my favorite grand theft auto character ever i love that man and i'm telling you dude i spent this entire game praying to the gaming gods that Roman wouldn't fuck me over at the end and like turn on me or something. And I was waiting for it. And I was like, please, man, like, I love you. Do not fuck me over. But he never does. He always just no. stays lovable. They He's call him fatty. Pick on him. Everyone picks on him. And I, I love that man so much. Roman, dude, the amount of people that, that tagged me or commented on my posts while I was playing this and called me like, Hey cousin, let's go bowling and stuff like that. It was like, I I want him to get his own game. Like I love Roman so much. Oh, oh Jesus, yes. I yeah, it, it, yeah. The, Roman is just this fun character. Like you can't like every time he would call you to go do something. It's like, hey, I'm gonna go do it with him. I don't care what the fuck I'm doing. Right now. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go drink with him. I'm gonna go bowl with him. I'm gonna go do whatever with him because it was just fun. Yeah, I felt bad because toward the end of the game, I was like, I gotta get this fucking game done. So I started saying no. Whenever him yeah. or Packy or uh, little Jacob would call and want to hang out, I was like, I'm busy, guys. I'm sorry. But I felt bad because I wanted to hang out with them all so badly, particularly Roman. And then I'll give an honorable mention to little Jacob. He's probably my second favorite. Oh, dude, he's phenomenal. He, like, he's just this, like, he's just this drug dealer, but he's just, like, so much the way he talks, yeah. the way he, like, the way he acts. It's just, he's just, he's legitimately one of the coolest people in the game. Yeah, he is. I don't know, understand. I don't, like, and I don't mean this offensively if it does offend anybody at all. I, I really don't mean it this way, but, like, Without the subtitles, I'd have no fucking oh, idea what little Jacob was saying. But that's what made him so but he was just like, brother scene. Like always just like you see, you seen, and like just and then there's the one mission, I can't remember what mission it is, but you go to like a warehouse or something and he insists on coming with you and like backing you up the whole time. 
And I just was like, you, and I know it's just made up video game characters, but I was like, this guy's like, I'd want to be this guy's friend, like in real life. He just seems like such a great guy. I love little, I love little Jacob so much. Uh, uh, he, he just, he, he, he becomes this like loyal character to you. And like he puts into the place of like the stuff with Playboy X and I can't remember the girl, the female gangster. Yeah. That it, essentially Jacob leads into them. Yeah. And those, the Playboy X and I can't remember her name at the moment. But like they're two, two, uh, one of the pa- the past in the game that I actually quite enjoy, and like eliminating Playboy X in the end because he sucks. <laughs> oh really, dude? Like, I killed the other. I killed Dwayne, I think, because you got to choose between killing the uh, the one guy was the guy that lived in like the penthouse with the pool table. I think that was Playboy X. Mm-hmm. And then Dwayne, I think, was the name of the guy that got out of jail, and they were like buds. And then they they both want you to kill the other one. I killed Dwayne. Cause he just seems oh, I so play sad. Because anyway. you get, because you get his, you get his pad if if, if you kill him. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. I assume Dwayne would take his pad if I killed him. Um, no, uh, I think yeah. it was. I think Elizabeth. Well, it becomes one of your safe houses, right? Yeah, like one of your save the places to save in that oh. part of the city. So I, I think, I thought, yeah, I think I kill him. I think Elizabeth was the girl, the lady, the female gangster you were talking about. Yeah, Elizabeth, a little Elizabeth Torres. I'm yeah, just looking yeah. it up. Yeah, um, yeah. I like. I will say so. Like, there's a lot of other characters. Like, I think Packy's rad. I think Brucey is fucking hilarious. Like, there's a lot of great characters. Oh, Brucey's phenomenal. Yeah. Like, he, like he just he's just this jacked up roid head who just he, 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 it's just he's so funny and he, and like he and this isn't to be like no just he he seems to like be attracted to you in a sense. Yeah, I think he just had like I think he just had like a bro crush on you, like he just thought you were like yeah, something guy. like that. But yeah, it, it's fun. It's it, it, it's funny to see him just the way he acts about it all. It's so it's so much fun to do missions with Brucey. Yeah, man. it is. And like, and I and I will say like, listen, there's so many characters. Like, we'll never get to go over all the characters. There's so many fucking characters oh, in this God. game. But that was what I kind of liked about it. The only thing about it was I by the end of the game. I was having a hard time keeping track of everybody, but I did. Oh God, there's so many. Yeah, but one thing I really liked was the way that Nico like shows up in America, and Roman lives in this like little shitbox apartment and drives a cab, and his boss is a piece of shit. Then eventually, you end up killing his boss, and then you start meeting all these other people, and then eventually you get involved with more drug dealers, and then you start getting involved with crooked cops, and then you start getting involved with mafia. And by the end of the game, like I had Nico rocking like badass looking suits. And, uh, like I was doing hits for the mafia and I was like, it's kind of, it's like, it was, it was a lot to keep track of, but it was kind of rad seeing this fucking dude just show up in this country and work his way up. And like, obviously the American, maybe I'm not American. We're both Canadian. Maybe the American dream is to be a hitman for the mafia. I don't know. Maybe that is the, it it really could be, it could be, it could be, but I mean, I just thought that was so rad. And by the end of the game, like you have all these connections and stuff like that. And I, it never I do get like a semi criticism I have of this game is that so many of the missions become go to this place, shoot everybody. And it's, it was always fun because I thought the story behind it always gave me a reason to go do it instead of just generic, go shoot everybody. Um, yeah, but like, I, I will get it more into the shooting and everything in a second, but I do, I just wanted to like, to kind of start wrapping up the story talk. Cause I want to talk about the ending quickly, but it's time to start wrapping up the story and the characters and stuff. I, I never got bored of the missions because I was always invested in the characters that were sending me out on the missions. Like they made oh, it, God, interesting, yeah. you know, like even early on, uh, was it Faustine? 
Yeah. Uh, he he's was just crazy. this insane, like, cokehead. Yeah, he's crazy. And, like, sending you to just kill people, and then his, his I can't remember the guy, like, it was Dimitri? Dimitri. His, like, other guy. Fucking he, Dimitri. He, kept, he, like, he, would, he would always convince you not to, he would say, like, don't kill them. We can make more money doing it. Like, he would always have a reason not to kill them. Yeah. And it's like... Weirdly, early on, early early stuff with him, I wouldn't kill people. I would be like, ah, just leave him alive. Like, why not? But oh. it's just, it's just, it was just. I killed, like I killed everybody. One. Like Every it was really, chance it was I one of the first missions you do from the porn one. Yeah, you, you're just like, well, why kill the porn guy? You'll make more money if you don't kill the porn guy. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I killed. It everybody. made sense. I was like, fuck yeah. this. But the thing about Dimitri oh, no. was eventually like, I was just killing everybody. Yeah, yeah, I killed everyone. I always go heal when I play games, though. Is that the thing with Dimitri? Is that he seems like the voice of reason, and then when he convinces you to kill uh, Faustine or Faustine, then you're like, oh, yeah. okay, well, maybe I assume that was like the end of their storyline. But then it turns out that Dimitri is like the biggest bag of shit of them all, and like oh yeah, he he's the, he 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 just wanted Fossey out of the way to become the biggest piece of crap in the entire game. Yeah, and like, and I gotta say, like, I guess because I enjoyed the story in this game. If I have a criticism of the story, it's that you spend the first eighty percent of the game wanting to get revenge on this guy that fucked you over in the war. Like you're trying to find that guy, then you find him and just kill him, kind of very like anticlimactically and then it just becomes about dealing with dimitri and i was like they really considering how much of the game they focus on killing this guy from back home they really just kind of skip over that quick and said you after dimitri instead like i was expecting it to be that dimitri was the guy that fucked you over in the yeah, war I was or something thinking, like I, that early on i was thinking maybe he got like plastic surgery and he's a different a different face so he, so he's screwing with you now like that's what i was thinking yeah like it's and not bad i don't want to sound like i didn't hate it because at this point i was so invested in just being like this badass fucking hitman for the mob that i didn't even care about getting revenge on that guy but they just like they spend so much of the game about getting that and then it, they just kind of blow over it you know like i was like oh all right um but I wanted I wanted to talk about the ending too before we get to all the other like gameplay and stuff like that. Uh, the and obviously, multiple endings. Yeah. Now I already warned everyone we're spoiling stuff, so you've had your chance. We're spoiling. Uh, I I went the revenge route at the very end of the mission when you can either choose to go do the deal with Dimitri and get rich, or you can choose to hunt Dimitri down and kill him. I went and killed him, and I thought, and then and then motherfucking Kate dies at the wedding. And I wasn't super attached to Kate, but I was like, man, I wonder if that's like the penalty for taking the revenge route. Like you have to, it, yeah, yeah. No? So, but then in I, that one, it's yeah. If you look at the other one, though, I read the other you one. You lose Roman. I know you like, lose Roman. No, that is simply not going to happen. Did I, you? I, the first time I ever played through this game, I went the deal route, and I, and Roman got killed, and I was so pissed at myself for taking that route. But the thing is, like. I that blew me away and I'm not complaining about it but that blew me away because I thought oh so the the lesson here is if you learn to forgive and forget everybody lives like and then if you if you take revenge then you pay the price and Kate dies but then it's like dude I would have been so chapped if I'd passed up a chance to get revenge on Dimitri and then fucking Roman dies like I'm not yeah. mad but I would have been crushed crushed oh, if that yeah. had been oh. the end Hundred percent, it just kills you because, like, and again, the first time I ever played this, I was like, no, uh, like this is year, like again, back when the skin came out, I was just like, no, I'll be good. I'm gonna make the deal because in my head, it's okay. Every uh, you make the deal, everything will go be copacetic. Go and, off with Kate, yeah. Roman, Ma Mary Mallory's, everything's good. Yeah, and but then it, he he just it, 
It's just like, are you fucking kidding me? I gave like, you the deal, you a-hole. That's like the biggest that like I would have I would have rather they killed fucking Nico than kill Roman. Like I was when I read that, because I was I was crushed for Kate. Like, I mean, I wasn't that attached to her, but I was like, man, that's a vicious ending. So the first but, thing but I you did, think about the Nico, the character, you it, you're like, Oh, I feel bad for the character because it's the person he was looking to spend his life with. Totally. Essentially. But then, like as soon the, as, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. But then as soon as I finished the game, I was like, okay, I gotta look up what this other ending is. And then I see that it fucking kills Roman. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, Rockstar, you're fucked. That's a fucking cold ending. That you're going to oh, kill Roman? Like, Kiss my I ass. I played that. I, I went and looked. Like, I, again, I looked it up. And I'm like, okay. there is, I'm like, okay, next time I'm not doing this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I was fuck. I fucking broke my heart. But um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, all the characters are great. There's so many great characters. I love the whole, like... Um, the whole McCreary family. I think they're great. Oh, I did want to ask you, who do you kill when you have to assassinate one of the brothers? Who'd you kill? Oh, I can't, honestly can't remember. Oh, cause there was, was the, there was like ago. the one that had like the drug problems and then there was the like crooked cop. And I, I was killed the one with Pat, the drug was it problems. Patrick and, uh, yeah, it was Patrick. I can't and remember, somebody. The, I can't remember there's the three of them in there. Well, is but there's, there's three of them. Yeah. But there's two that you have the chance to kill. And I, yeah, I can't remember. I killed I yeah. killed the one oh, with Packy. the drug problem. Packy, that's it. Packy, that's it. I thought you keep saying Patrick, but it's Packy. No, no, Packy's a the, different. Packy's another one. Packy's the one that's like n- that doesn't get killed. That's like at the house that. Oh yeah, because pa- yeah, Packy's one's it's it, yeah, it's either I can't I don't say I can't remember the read. It's been a long time. I started playing the game to to, to replay for yeah. this, but life got in the way. No, but, I, yeah, it's either I, yeah. Francis or Jerry, they're the two you kill, or one of the ones you kill. I just can't remember which one I would kill, but it, it, either way, it's like, which yeah. one did you kill? Uh, the the one with the drug problem. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I liked I liked the fucking dirty cop, and then it turns out the dirty cop ends up in jail anyway. But yeah, I think uh, I killed both of them in the end. But in well, I played through this game multiple times way yeah. back. Probably killed both of them. So no, I I loved it. Like I just again, like I, I don't want to take any sh- like I was worried about this episode because there's so many characters and stuff to talk about. I know we're gonna miss stuff, so please everybody don't yell at me if we miss stuff. Uh, there's so many characters. We've been at this almost 20 minutes. We need to talk about the actual game. Is there any before we move on? Were there any other? Ca- oh, also fuck Michelle. I was so crushed because oh, I was like, she, she was great. And then she fucking just completely just shits all over you. And be- I was like, dude, she'll go bowling with me. She asks me to tell her interesting things to people that know, no, she makes fun of my clothes, which I love. And then she fucking turns out she's a goddamn agent or whatever the whole fucking time. What yeah, a it, it, that, that one, it's like, once you find that out in the game, you're just like, oh, fuck this chick. So, like, eventually, like, when you, and I've replayed it, I just, I only do the bare minimum with her, because it's like, oh, she's going to oh, send me yeah. in anyways. Yeah, I couldn't, I, like, I'm, not, I, I'm, not, I'm yeah. not gonna date her anymore. No, I, I hung out with her, like, crazy the first time, like, at the beginning, and if I ever replay this game, yeah, she's getting the cold fucking shoulder. Like, she can yeah. pound sand. She fucked me. I hate her. Um, the only the only other character I want to say is is Johnny Clevitz from the Lost from the the Lost in the Dam crew or the Damned, the motorcycle club. I really like him because you get to eventually play as him. That's the biggest thing in the expansion. Is that the guy that was uh, voiced by Bill Burr? 
No, that's that's uh, I can't remember his character's name, but it's, no, Johnny's like the main character from the next for for one of the expansions. He's like the one of the he's like the vice president of the of the club. Okay, it, he he just he was I found him very interesting in this game. But then he showed when you when you cause then you get to play with him, take the character you see in this game. But then you get to play with him in Lost in the Dan expansion. It just it makes that character a lot more interesting in in this game. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm I'm not. A guarantee like before anyone writes in and tries to convince me like i have so much to play i don't think i'm gonna find time to play these expansions but they do sound interesting i just want y'all to know i'm not writing them off i just have too much to play but they sound interesting like i'm intrigued maybe maybe when you finally are able to pause time then you can do it yeah maybe yeah someday when i can just freeze time and catch up on my backlog um yeah okay so we should get into the actual gameplay i wanted to talk about like I, I fucking ever, so my first Grand Theft Auto was Vice City and I kept drowning and it made me so mad. And I was like, this game can suck ass. And I didn't love the controls of San Andreas, but they were fine. I didn't love the controls in this one either. I did find it substantially easier to play once I turned off auto aim because it kept fucking yeah. me over and looking at the wrong things. But I hate oh, the way they're like, fuck. you try to go into cover and then you get stuck to a wall. And then when you finally get off the wall, you stick to a different wall. Like I just, I, uh, this is my biggest criticism of Grand Theft Auto 4. And I like this game. It's going to get a great score, I promise you. But I think these games have mediocre controls and they get away with it because they're Grand Theft Auto. And I'll die on that hill. I think they get away with having... I don't think they control very well. I, f- I died more times by accidentally getting stuck on a wall and having someone just standing behind me shooting me or the auto-aim fucking looking at the wrong thing and screwing me or accidentally jumping oh. off of a fucking building or something. I died yeah. so much more by that than I did because the enemies killed me. Like, no. so and much. The, and the, the car... Uh, and like, I love driving in these games, but the car control sometimes in, the, in, the, in this one... They just slide all over the road like you're driving on ice. Yeah, it. it, it I, by the end of the game, I got used to how it drove and it was okay. But it took me a long time. Yeah, but time. It, it, it gets it, it, it's when especially when you're chasing people. Like I was chasing one guy and he and I and I took a turn and I slid and I cut caught on a guardrail and I couldn't back my car out. I had to like abandon my car and steal another car. Yeah. No, they it, and then yeah. The driving's fucked. It's it's. I feel like they were trying to make it more realistic because like the game looks more realistic. It seems more down to earth and all that. And I get where they were trying to go with it, but I just thought the driving, like, I was like, I don't need it to be realistic. Like, cause like if you're gonna make it realistic, then fucking, uh, have I should the, not be sliding. I I have never seen a car slide across a road like that in my life. Like if you're gonna yeah, if you're, gonna, like if you're gonna make it realistic, have the cops actually chase me when I when I run a red light or have the other like nothing else about it is realistic so like let me just have fun I just not again not not the not the deal breaker but I just yeah it took me a long time to get a feel for how it drove it feels like it was stuck halfway between like arcade and simulation and couldn't decide which way to go uh, it, it very much is in that in that limbo, and it's just like like if you I, I'm not even driving like super fast, and I'll just take a turn like and I kind of tap the e brake, take a turn, and then I'm just and I go into a spin out. Yeah, and it's like, dude, yeah. I was driving maybe at half speed, and I just tap the e brake. I shouldn't be spinning out. Oh, like, <laughs> uh, it, it, don't get me wrong. Like Grand Theft Auto Five, 
the the cars aren't perfect, but they're good bit better. I'll sure. say that when you get to when you when you move it. But again, that's an evolution of a game too. Sure, no question. And I just like that's really all it comes down to. And I won't move off of this. And I've had people agree with me online, and I've had people argue with me online. I just will not move off of this. I think these games get passed on their mediocre controls because, and everything else is great. The voice acting, the fucking. I thought the graphics were for an older game looked awesome. I love that there's like no load times where you're driving around this giant city. The music's great. I get that the whole package is there minus the controls, but I still think it gets a pass on mediocre controls because the rest of the oh, package the, is so good. It's 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 the worst part of the GTA franchise overall is their control system. Yeah. Again, improve again it gets improved in every generation, sure. in every new game. Sure. But it's still like even even with four, like five I'll say is a lot tighter, but again, it's still not perfect. But like this one, you you would have seen because you've played, you had three uh, Vice City and San Andreas where the controls did get substantially better through them. Yeah, you'd think they would have been a bigger step up in the uh, the, the quality of controls, especially going to a system like the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Yeah, and like like how tight how good controls have become at that point, and it's like. Uh, but that, like, I mean, that aside, it didn't ruin the game for me. It just, I just found no, it annoying. No, not at all. Not at all. No, no, it's still just fun. Fight. Yes, I might have to do a mission over again because I did because I might I hit the wrong button and I ended up doing moving in and get shot in the head. Yeah, but oh. it, it it happens. On, on the note of the driving, uh, maybe my absolute favorite moment I had in like the hours and hours I put into this game was I went drinking with Roman, and then. And I and I read that like this game took a lot of. I remember this game taking shit back in the day. Uh, one of the things that it does is it lets you drink and drive. And when you're trying to drink and drive, your car is just going all over the road and all that stuff. And I, Roman and I go drinking, and then I'm trying to drive him back to his house. And the cops are chasing us, and the car's all over the fucking road. And eventually, the car flips and explodes. And I got out of the car before it exploded. But it, Roman didn't. And then it said Roman's been injured, but then I couldn't find him. And then I took off because the cops were coming. And I was like, well, I got to get the fuck out of here. And then like 20 minutes later, my cell phone rings and it's Roman. And he's like, cousin, I am getting out of the hospital today. Can you come pick me up? <laughs> and it was like no big thing. He's just and I and I know that like it's just because that's how it's scripted to go. But fuck, I laughed because I was like this fucking guy is so loyal to Nico that I drink and drove crashed fucking ruined him like he almost blew up and then he called me to come get him out of the hospital and he's like we should go again soon like it made me i thought it was so funny just the way it all played it's out. obvious how loyal he is just from faustine in the beginning when he gets like shot in the knee and shit yeah yeah and he's oh, just like fuck. oh i'm just in the hospital i'm all good and then he's just your buddy again within like an hour yeah <laughs> like what the fuck i know and i love the way that all the like all the bad guys make fun of him. They're like, get out of there, fatty. Like, he's hiding in the dumpsters. I love Roman. Anyway. He's, our, he's one of the best characters ever in GTA. Um, or at least side characters, yeah. Yeah, he's great. So, like, the driving was okay, whatever. Uh, the missions, though, like, once I turned, I was like, I fucking hated the auto-aim. And it's crazy because in the when I yeah. talked to Doug, he uh, as you haven't heard the sponsor uh, discussion yet, Doug likes the no. auto aim, so I guess it's different strokes. Once I it turned helps, it off, it, it helps in certain situations. But if you're trying to like actively shoot certain things, it can really screw up because it'll pull you to just a random person walking by. Yeah, like once I, I turned it to off, shoot, I was trying to shoot somebody on a bike, and it just took me it kept it took me to the person. I shot a person on the street, and then the cops caught me and i'm like oh yeah yeah once i turned it off i found it so much easier and then my go-to weapon 
was the um it was I I don't know I don't know anything about guns but it was like a rifle that had like a semi zoom on it and that was my go to I would just like hide behind shit and just pick guys off as they stood up and then it became yeah, it was like a half sniper half like machine yeah, gun right yeah yeah that was yeah. my go to and the, or grenades I would lob grenades in and then just wait for them to oh, Molotov cocktails man those are Molotov cocktails no because so I used one and it I blew it up on myself and I was like I'm never using this fucking thing again I'm going to grenades well that's your dumb that's your I did no question but that. I was like I was like no I'm done with I've already burned Roman half to death in a drunk driving crash and then blew myself up with a Molotov Molotov, I'm done with fire. I'm sticking with fucking grenades. Um, but there's like, there's so many missions where you just have to go into either a warehouse or you go into the hospital to kill the, the guy that turned witness or you just go to these areas and have to shoot everybody. And like, I did start to find it okay, a, a little repetitive on occasion, but the story writing was so good that it was okay. And for the most part, the missions were so fast that it was like it was done in like two minutes. The frustrating thing was if you died on a mission, then you had to like it's like fucking you wake up in the hospital. Then you have to choose to restart the mission. Then you have to fucking go and get a car and go back to where it was. And I would go buy body armor and go buy ammo and stuff like that. And yeah. I understand it's a product of the times, but I was like, and I don't know a lot about Grand Theft Auto. So I don't know if this is like a normal thing or not. But like, for the love of Christ, where are the checkpoints, people? Give me a yeah, checkpoint. It, 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 that's, the, that's the one thing with GTA is. They you if you die on a mission you go back to the beginning oh. and like you, you got that I remember you having a huge problem with that in San Andreas with I think I can't remember which one it was like a flying one I remember you having a problem with that yeah, oh that well oh and I will say too yeah there's no fucking shitty flying ones in this one like there's a couple flying <laughs> missions but I didn't find the flying bad in this one at all they improved no, the flying again the, the the flying controls are way better in this game yeah way better the the mission yeah. that fucked me the most in this game was. There's one where you have to go to like an old abandoned hospital and get a bunch of coke back and you have to fight your way through all these guys in the hospital and then fight your way through a bunch of cops on the way out. And I probably yeah. died there three. That was the one that I, pro and it's a long mission. And that was probably the one that killed me the most. Either that one or the very last mission in the game when you're chasing Pegarino's fucking boat on that dirt bike uh, on the beach and you have to yeah. hit this ramp. And then grab a hold of this helicopter, and I kept missing the fucking ramp. And then I'd have to like, cause it just the dirt bike controlled like shit on the beach. And then I'd have to restart the whole fucking mission again. And I was getting so mad. And I knew it was right at the end of the game. And I was like, if I lose this one more time, I'm YouTubing the ending, and I'm done. And then I just happened to nail it. Uh, was there a do you? And I know you haven't played it. Like I just played it. I know it's been a little while for you. Is there a particular mission you can remember being a pain in the ass? Uh, none are like particularly pain in the ass. Like, I just some of the like the missions I really like doing. Like I said earlier, the stuff with play, like just the entire like arc with Playboy. Yeah. And uh, what was her name? The the girl too. The Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah. Elizabeth or whatever yeah. her name is. Those with this the missions that they have with those two because I really just like interacting with them. Yeah. And the stuff with them. Those were the most fun for me. I don't really. Again, no real missions ever had I ever had problems with. It's, again, it, it, it's, 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 it's Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Again, like I had issues like, yeah, a bike would take you the wrong way off some or like chase. Like it's ones where you have to chase people that were my biggest problem because, oh. again, it's the driving controls. Anything that was a chase in the thing. And there was these weird hit, like invisible walls in the game in certain points like getting you would get or you get stuck on something yeah and then you're just screwed and then by the time you get out of your car 
go steal another car, the person's gotten away. So you got to yeah. restart from the beginning. Again, like you said, restart from the beginning, go back to whoever's house or wherever you started, drive halfway across the map to where you got to start chasing the guy. Yeah. Especially. It was, it was anything chase missions. That was where I was just like, Oh, I hate this. I the chase missions that gave me problems were the ones where I had to ride a where I was on a dirt bike or a motorcycle, because if you oh. if you accidentally hit something, you went flying, and then yeah, like, they were gone like, by the time. I know you got there's back. a couple missions where you're chasing bike where you have to chase people on bikes that if you can grab if you if you if you load it a certain way and you drive a car to the start of the missions, oh. it, unless, like 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 the bike one with the with the dirt bike you have to right you know what i mean yeah you have to because you need to be able to launch but if you do it certain missions if you have your if you've parked your car there and you can you run around and jump in your car fast enough you can just take your car to do half of them right that okay. is a big advantage that you can use your car if you can, if you have a car available oh so. that's good i should have known that that's good yeah. um that said but like they're always like around the corner or up the street from where you start yeah so if you don't realize all you see is the bike there, that said there were two missions uh, my, my the two missions that stand out to me is as two of my favorites are there's one there's the one right after you kill one of packy's brothers where you have to drive the yeah. hearse to the to the cemetery <laughs> and it's fucking yes. and, and like and it's fucking the back door comes off the hearse the casket's falling out the lid of the casket's gone and packy's <laughs> in the shotgun shooting at everything and he's like uh nico be careful we're gonna lose my brother and i was like well then stop fucking shooting at everything and we won't lose your brother because you're not you're making enemies. And I thought it was fucking hilarious. Either that one or the one where Brucey wants you to come to the park because he's worried someone wants to kill him. And that guy yeah. is like wants to beat him up because he's gay. And then you chase the guy down on the dirt bike and just beat the shit out of him. Uh that was and like I think the reason I like that mission is just cause it just showed that like Nico is just such a good guy that he's like, no, this guy's like my old friend and I'm going to stick up for him. And then you chase yeah. this guy through the park on like fucking scooters and then finally chase him down and just beat the <laughs> fuck out of him. It just made me laugh. The, like it wasn't so it, dumb. Yeah, it is dumb. Like the idea that you're chasing him through the central park on these fucking scooters and then you catch him and then you just pound on him. I thought it was fucking. And then, and then after you're done pounding on him, they're like, go get Brucey. And then you go back on your scooter and go get Brucey. And he hops on the back and you take him home. <laughs> fucking hilarious like brucey riding on the back just looks hilarious yeah on this like tiny little fucking muscle head and he's just like and he's just holding on the nico just oh my god yeah yeah i I, I, fucking hilarious i mean there was lots of good missions but those were two of my favorites oh Um, yeah is there okay i'll ask the same thing is there any mission that stood out to you not particularly i just like i said earlier with it's just the missions where i was doing them with like the playboy x stuff and the Elizabeth stuff, just because I like that part of the storyline so much. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just because at that point you've you've evolved Nico, and you're like you're you're at that point you're you're wearing suits. You're you got much nicer clothes on the guy, and he's like in, in, interacting with like Playboy and Elizabeth. Yeah, and, and Dwayne and Dwayne and everything. Like he's interacting with these people. Like he's like like literally, I would dress him as much as I could like them. Like in like he'd be like wearing like baggy like hoodies like a, like. His, or his version of the hoodie, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just fun to have him like being like the situation with these gangsters and like dress him up like a gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. That was my thing. Was like once I could afford he's, he's some threads. White ass Russian. Yeah, hanging out with these gangsters. Oh fuck. Oh man. Yeah. So like, okay. So we talked about the we talked about the controls. We talked about the missions. We talked about the characters. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on was just like 
One thing that always blows me away about the Grand Theft Auto games, and this is where, well, I criticize because I think they kind of, for lack of a better term, I almost think they half-assed the controls a little bit. The, the attention to detail and the polish they put into these games, the amount of stuff that is in one of these games that you I, you don't even that you you could miss. Like there was a oh, point yeah. there was a point near the beginning of the game where I was in Roman's apartment just watching poker on TV. And it was like yeah. actually automate like like actually like animated and voiced and everything. And obviously some of the radio ads like the music's fun, but obviously the radio ads, the talk radio, the commercial ads oh. you hear. It's just like so many little details and it's just I'm like obviously the bowling and the pool and the arcade games and the darts. You could go to the strip clubs. You could get drunk. It's just I'm I'm for as much as the controls sometimes piss me off. I give I give like eleven out of ten respect to just the sheer amount of 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 content. I guess meat on the bone in these games. It is well, fucking yeah, incredible. Like we said when we were talking about Vice City and San Andreas, like you just put the talk radio on. And just you, I, I, I very rarely, if ever, would get in a car and it would be a repeat of something I would, I would hear. Yeah. Oh, dude. Like, it, the songs, I... <laughs> yeah. The songs would eventually run through. There are playlists of like twenty amp per station or something like that, right? Yeah. So, but like just the sheer amount of like you're getting these people to sit down, like you're hiring these just random voice actors who just come in and just read these long giant scripts for something in a game that somebody who plays it may never even want to listen to. That's what blows me away. Like, oh, dude, there was one part where I was driving and I saw a yellow arrow outside of this building and it wasn't on my map. So I was like, oh, that's weird. What the fuck is that? I go in. It's a comedy club. Ricky Gervais just comes out and does a fucking set. Ricky Gervais just does a fucking set. I completely forgot about that, dude. That's a, yeah. And I it's, was like, the, what whoa. game am I playing? Where you went out and got a comedian? It's not just the generic Joe Blow me Adam Blank. Like you went out and got fucking Ricky Gervais to just come in here and do a whole set that is just hidden in the game, and it was fucking insane. Yeah. Like it's it's it, it, it's it's not even like like during I like, probably the first like couple years of me owning this game, I didn't know that existed. Yeah. And then I randomly read, I'm like, what the fuck, Ricky Gervais? You could so like, easily This is beat. after, like, the popularity of The Office really hit. Like, yeah. His version of The Office hit, and then America. And then I'm like, okay. So I look, and I find out, I'm like, okay, so I have to go to this, com- what's this, what's this comedy club? Because I've never been to it. And I go to it, and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. This is complete, like, like, like what no, the hell is this? No mission sends you there. It's just a matter of no. you drove by and happen to see it. Like it's, it's just it's, it's, well, it's like when you take people to the cabaret or you take people to the like to, to those things. Yeah, it's one of those things that you can take. I think you can take somebody to the comedy club. Yeah, as yeah. like like when you're hanging out, it's one of the hangout spots. But if you don't know about it and you don't realize it's there, you'll never enter it. It's incredible. And that's where like, again, I, I want to, I want to make sure I'm making this clear. Like, well, I am dunking on a couple of aspects. Like this is not a half ass. like that whole thing is in there. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you there are things I never saw. I remember hearing one radio ad while I was playing and they were talking about how playing video games will make you impotent and how there's a drug that'll reverse that impotency if you fucking take it. And they're like, uh, so put down the controllers and pick up our pills, boys, or something like that. And again, it's one of those things you would have totally missed, but I was like, that I'm playing a video game and you're in the game telling me that I'm a loser for playing video games is fucking Dude, sick. Like, but, that, but that's but the, that's what Rockstar has done with yeah. like, with every game since 3. Yeah. Like, 
and they build these. And again, I know there's similar things for like Grand Theft Auto had has Grand Theft Auto Five has it online has it in states. Yeah. But then like right, they do the same sort of thing. It's getting you know the radio stations and stuff, but they have like weird conversations for people in Red Dead that you're just you overhear and like it's, it's those weird little things that are just so minute in this game that makes it just that much better. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, admittedly, over the last year, I have become. I went from never really playing GTA to playing San Andreas and now four. And I really enjoyed both. Now I got to play five at some point. Like I, I would consider like, I, I don't think Grand Theft Auto is ever going to be in my top 10 franchises, but I've, I've become a fan. And the thing about it is like, yeah. even before I was a fan of the games, I, nobody can deny Grand Theft Auto is gotta be top. I know that Grand Theft Auto five is one of the three best selling games ever. The Grand Theft Auto series as a whole has got to be one of the best selling video game franchises of all time. And like, whether you like their games or you don't, it's just the, the, the effort, the polish, the amount of content you get. It's under, they are not half-assed games. Like I understand why some people criticize Bethesda and they're like, oh, Skyrim is so full of bugs and it's broken and blah, 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 blah. And fall. I like those games, but I understand why somebody would throw a little bit of shade their way. The Rockstar games. I, I can understand criticizing the controls if you want to. And I guess I can understand to a limited, 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 limited extent. I can understand parents that are like, these games are bad. Cause I'll be honest. I wouldn't let my kid play these fucking games. So I can live with that to an extent, but you're just talking about the quality of the game. And the amount of, of meat on the boat, the amount they put in there, I am in I am in awe. I'm like, you could have bought this game. If you bought this game when it came out in 2008, this could have been your oh, yeah. only game for a year. And you would have oh, been a hundred percent. And at that point and that point, I was already playing like Assassin's Creed and things like that. And this game took and I was a big fan of the first couple of Assassin's Creed games. Right. This game was like I put all my time into this game. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. So I was. I just looked it up. It's the fifth highest uh, rated, according to Wikipedia. I guess there. It, it shows like it has Mario as the number one most purchased franchise of all time. That has Super Mario at five. I don't know why, but I just don't oh, count that. Like Grand Theft Auto, if you count, if you don't count Super Mario, there is number five. Yeah, like Ma Mario, through, like behind like Mario, Tetris, Pokemon, and Call of Duty. Yeah, I knew Tetris, like, Call of Duty, Pokemon would be there, and then Mario. I think the difference between Mario and Super Mario, Mario is like all the sports and Mario Kart and everything like that. Super but if Mario you, like, if I'm, I'm really looking at it, if you read the Mario one, it, it counts Super Mario, the Super Mario sales. So it doesn't. Okay. I don't understand what why there's another one for Super Mario. But again, either way. It, like seven seven point seven seven hundred sixty million sales for Mario, yeah. four ninety five for Tetris, and then you have like three hundred and eighty million for Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, it's incredible. It, like, it's kind of insane. Like it's it's the fifth highest selling franchise out, out there. And the thing about it, it is, like, I know how many people are getting like, "Where's Grand Theft Auto Six? And rubber rubber rubber. And I understand. I get why you all want it. I want a new Mario Kart. I want a new F Zero. I want my games too. But I'm looking at Grand Theft Auto Four, and I'm looking at how big this is, and I'm like, I haven't even played Five yet. Much to mention, Grand Theft Auto Online. Oh, Five is way it. bigger. And then you 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 add online to that. That it becomes one of the biggest games. Exactly. Like, ever created and that's that's my point and then they also did red dead 2 in between right so that's my point is yep. like you got grand theft auto 6 i'm sure it's gonna be spectacular but it's gonna take a long time and that's the point i'm just i'm playing this game and i'm like i'm not even the world's biggest fan of this game or open world games and i'm blown away at just how good and polished and big this game is like it was just, and there's mm -hmm. just so much like 
I stopped fucking around toward the end because I was like, I need to get this done and I need to move on. So I stopped turning. I started turning down dates and turning down chances to go play darts and shit like that. But like all the little mini games you can do. And then that's not even mentioning stuff like the races with Brucey or the way you can go to the. And this is just such a blast from the past. The way you can go to the Internet cafes and check your email and there's all this spam and you can go on dating sites and all this. It's fucking <laughs> yeah. incredible. Like the dating site part was insanely funny to play at. Like, yeah, and like there's, I think there's only like four of the girls you can actually date, but like you can actually go on these dates with them and like they're just weirdos and it's just, but it's just awesome. I loved it. Like, like that, it, it just, that's... but there's so much side stuff to do in these games, and this one, like really, like there was a lot of side stuff to do in the games before. Yeah, this one just took it and just like skyrocketed it and then it just went even bigger later on yeah and even stuff like those those spam emails are fucking some of those are fucking hilarious and those are things that wouldn't even be read they would just be ignored they're fucking hilarious yeah but just somebody could never know like you get like ones for like there's one i remember reading for penis enlargement pills yeah and then i replied back to it and it just and i can't remember what amigo said but it was like some kind of joke of like oh i don't need those i'm i'm I'm," like something like something he's already well endowed enough yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, but it's, oh. it's, it's it's but if you don't if you set up your email and you only check the emails you have to check yeah. that like the game record actually requires you to yeah you miss so much funny crap yeah. and especially the replies from Nico so like even like this even like Bruce Brucey will send you just random emails in the game yeah yeah like just ones that do not pertain to anything and if you reply to them you just, all you do is just make these stupid comments at them like like you're it's like you're such a weirdo dude or like just getting telling him he's just fucked up in some way I know. Super chill with you later on. It's funny. Yeah, it is funny. Um, another thing about this game, I just thought of this that I wanted to point out. My so I liked San Andreas. I hated the whole having to grind your skills, level up your swimming, oh. and shit like that. That they got rid yeah. of all that in this you know, game you're, you're, is you're, awesome. The swimming, the swimming level cheat, you know. Yes. Yeah. Fucking keys. <laughs> but like, goddamn keys. That all that shit is gone, and you don't have to deal with any of that in this game mm-hmm. is uh, such a great so decision. Like that, I can just like, eat a hot dog that, that or some fried that, chicken to get my health back. Perfect. Yeah, I don't ever remember that being in Vice City. That was in. I don't remember having to get like skills, like skills like that in Vice City. Well, you couldn't fucking and, swim in Vice City. That's why I hate no, it. No, but like I didn't have to do my strength, do all that. Yeah. I didn't. I don't no. remember having to do it. And then it did it in San Andreas, but I think it was just. It was something they were experimenting with, totally. and they realized it doesn't work in this game situation because it can really screw some people, like for like where you were in San Andreas. Yeah. So taking it out, I think, was a was a big positive, and letting him swim, like without with and keeping the swimming, but making it so you could just go and swim whenever you need to. Yeah. Makes it so much better. Yeah, I liked. Like I agreed. Like listen, I I can always respect when a developer is is trying to do something different and think outside of the box and improve their games because we all dunk on developers that just release the same game over and over and over again. And Rockstar, mm-hmm. listen, I don't give a Rockstar could do that. They could just release Grand Theft. They could make Grand Theft Auto annualize if they wanted to and print fucking money. But they don't. Mm-hmm. They really put a lot of time into these games, and it shows. And I I I appreciate what they were trying to do with San Andreas, but I was so happy to see that all that shit was gone in this one because i hate yeah it. i fucking hated it no it it, it worked and it, worked. it made sense for the character like with with cj it kind of made sense you got you were a guy coming back to your neighbor and then you're just a skinny punk so you're gonna build him up he's but like nico didn't need to be like you didn't it didn't need the factor of i need to build up nico's strength nico was already this badass to start this game yeah like he's this like he's this like uh, like badass who fought in the war and now he's here and like 
you don't need it because like you believe from the start that this character can kill anybody, can just beat up anybody. Like you believe that, so you don't. It's, then there would be no need yeah. for that to be in this game. Agreed, and that's and that's like to me getting because as we kind of start to wrap this thing up, like that's the thing I like so much about Nico is that everything he does, I'm like I believe it. Like he seems like I'm like yeah, he could fucking he could kill somebody. Like I believe that. Mm-hmm. Like he seems like such a such a badass. We should quickly bring up the the music. Uh, I now this is just this is just personal preference. Uh, this is probably of the three I've played by City San Andreas and this one. This was probably my least favorite soundtrack. Not that it was bad. I'm not saying it was bad or half-assed or anything. Just not as much my personal tastes for music. Well, uh, what about you? Yeah, because like you you look at stuff from Vice City. It's all about the '80s. It's about their like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where, and like San Andreas was that early nineties hip hop yeah. era. This is like mid two thousands. It very feels like mid two thousands. Yeah. Just not enough, that, uh, oh, not enough like pop music for me. Cause I like pop music. Like you, know? you have some stuff like B.O.B., Kanye, some John, like there's, there, there's some of it, T.I. and stuff, Boston Rhymes in it, but it's not every, it's not everybody's like, biggest stuff you know what i mean like yeah you had like ran so far away in vice city that that made that game especially part of it was there but it was in that game that's that song everybody wanted to hear in that game yeah totally yeah yeah um yeah it wasn't bad but i did i got to the point where you know what and like one of the reasons i wasn't streaming this game when i was playing it was because I didn't want to stream it with the music on and get in trouble. And then people were like, yeah. we'll stream it with the talk radio on. And I was like, yeah, I could. But I like having the music on whenever I'm doing like a chasing scene or whatever. But then I got to the point where I was like, it wasn't even about the music or the talk radio. It was like my goddamn phone was ringing every five minutes. And I just enjoyed listening to the conversations on the phone. Like yeah, the- those are those are actually way better than any of the like music. Like, no, no, there is some great music in this game. Bowie's in this game, but totally. like yeah. get it, when 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 Elton John's in this game, like there's music from some great artists in this game. Uh, yeah, and I want to make sure I just make this clear. I'm not saying the soundtrack sucks. It was just no, not my type no, of music as much. But it, it was, just, still it was good. to me, it was out of those three, just not the least wrong of them but like the conversations you would have with people were just phenomenal yeah i agree just I, I, it's so dumb but it's just like these little phone conversations like they didn't need to do that they could it could like again it's it's like the it's like the talk radio it's like the comedy club stuff you that stuff that it, it could have lit a game could have lived without it, it just it could have just every mission could have just been a text from roman a text from whoever saying I'm here. Come meet me. Yeah. And then even in reality, but they built in these little conversations you would have. Yeah. And it it just, it gives you that much more into the game. Just so much attention to detail, man. Like I said, being able to watch TV, the radio ads, the voice conversations, the fact that you can like, you upgrade your phone at one point and then you can buy like ringtones and shit for your phone. Like just every, I just, I'm just so, I, I gotta be honest, like, they're not my favorite games in the world, but I'm so in awe of what Rockstar does with these games. Hey, and especially and just, and just for the ones where people are inviting you out for stuff. Yeah. Like, you can either say yes or no, and it, it, it's the game, they have to build the conversation for if you say no. They have to build a conversation for if you say sure. yes afterwards. Like, just the detail into that is insane. And it's just little things, like, I, I just, 
I know this game's from 2008, so I know that games have changed, especially over the last 10 years, to giving you bare-bones games and then tons of DLC and fucking loot boxes and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know there's the whole GTA Online, which I've never played. I don't even want to get into that because that's nothing to do with this. I just got to yeah. say that, like, in an, in an era where, by and large, game developers are either hitting us up for more money left and right or i'm a nintendo fanboy but i'll be honest it fucking drives me crazy that they release games like mario strikers as bare bones as possible and then they're like well every three months we'll give you two new players and a new you know what i mean like and i will say to rockstar's credit and we'll see what happens with grand theft auto 6 when it finally comes out but to their credit they've always seemed like the type to just be like when you buy our game like sure there'll be extra but they're like you're getting you're getting you this. are getting you're a getting fucking a full game. game yeah you are yeah. getting a like, game even, like, and I can speak to five because I've played it many a time. That is a very full game that if I had never got GTA online with it, I would have been happy. Again, I, I haven't played much of GTA online, sure. but there is so much to play in that game that it, it like, like four, right? There is there's so much, as you say, there's so much meat on the bone, like, like it's, or an entire pig here of meat, just that you can play. There's so many things you can do in this game. And like Rockstar is always good. Like if you look at Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead yep. Redemption Two, yep. even like so you can literally play off Red Dead Redemption Two. That game has so much to it. Yeah, like I'm not. And I, then there's the online. Totally. I don't so, want to. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's the one thing you can say about Rockstar. They and I have 100 percent feeling with when they come out with six, there's going to be a full game to play, a nice full meaty game like we have had in the past, and then everything else on top of it all. Yeah, it's it's. I don't want to get into a debate about. Uh, the work conditions at Rockstar or anything because I'm sure they've had their it feels like every fucking studio has had their situation I'm just saying from the product from the quality of the games that they put out they deserve their position as one of the biggest game studios on mm -hmm. the planet because they they the 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 the, pre, the, the heart is there the effort is there oh, the work 100%. is there and I, I I respect that very much so mm -hmm. Uh, okay, I think, oh, yeah. man, we talked the characters, we talked missions, we talked controls, we talked graphics, we talked, I think, is there anything, I mean, I'm sure there's shit we missed and people are going to yell at us for it, but I can't think, I feel I'm done. Is there anything else that we missed that you want to bring up before we wrap this thing up? Honestly, I can't think of anything else. Like, I, right. We've gotten to the minutiae, we've gotten to everything, so like... I'm good. I don't that. think. Yeah. All right. Then you know oh, what? Dude, okay. There was one one scene of the cabaret early in the game where it's a magician. Yeah, <laughs> the magician, and he sucks. My God, he is <laughs> he is absolutely shit. Yeah. And but he, it just it just makes it so. I, I just remember that that magician is absolute shit. Yeah. But he you is. just can't help but last because oh. he's like a he's like a stand up comic who goes up and bombs. Yeah. But in bombs in a way that you you absolutely love how bad they are. Yeah, that magician was fucking. Good. Doesn't he like? kill the girl or like hurt her or yeah, something or, and then they close yeah the he does something and... hurts her or something oh, i can't remember but it was just it like everything he did was just the tricks were just just terrible yeah and just utter garbage oh so good yeah what a, i i'm impressed man i i like with that said we are gonna score this game and then i am gonna this is almost an hour this podcast is probably gonna creeping up on two hours long i put almost 50 hours into this fucking game I am officially closing my book, at least for the time being, on Grand Theft Auto 4. 52 hours of GTA 4 for you. But I had fun. And I only did, like, 64% of the game or something. Like, I, there's still there so go. much to fucking do. Oh, all the side missions, all the little things you can yeah. do. Yeah. I still the, had assassination missions to do and stuff that I didn't do. But, um, yeah. All right. So we're scoring this thing out of 200 pigeons, as was Doug's decision. I think it's a great – I think it's one of my favorite scales ever. 
So yeah, it, um, it's amazing skill. The floor is yours. Out of two hundred pigeons, how many <laughs> how many pigeons would you give Grand Theft Auto Four? I will give it mainly. I'm only really taking off for the uh, crappy driving controls and the problems I have with aim. I'm going to give it a 188 midgets. That's pretty good. That's a lot of pigeons. Yeah. 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 I'm probably going to, I'll go like 185. I fucking, the only, like, I don't know if I'll ever play this game again, just because it's such a big undertaking to play. Um, but I, I, I listen, I have played some games for this podcast where I'm in like, fuck, I can't wait to get done this fucking game. Uh, this was not one I like, and I had so many other games piling up, sitting around here to play it. And I just had so much fun playing. I very rarely felt bored. I very, I got frustrated on occasion missions and stuff, but I, I never felt bored. I wanted to see what was happening next. I was invested in Nico and I wanted to see what happened. I love Robin. I'm so glad that Robin lived Kate. I'm sorry, but we can live without you, but not Robin. Um, yeah, Romans, Romans, Romans. You got to keep him alive, man. You yeah. can always go find another woman in that He's game. He's the best. Yeah, exactly. There's I gotta go, dating. I got to go bowling with my cousin. Uh, I fucking loved it. Yeah. Great game. Great game. Andre, that's going to do it for this episode. I know you're staying busy talking these days. Uh, if people want to listen to more of your rambling, where can they go? Uh, you can check. I've been covering a lot of uh, Japanese professional wrestling on my new YouTube channel, Andre and Melball Wrestling Talk. Okay. Uh, you can check me out there. And I am doing a uh, live stream on Twitch at Andre and Mel- uh, twitch.tv slash Andre and Melball on October 28th to watch the uh, New Japan Rumble on 44th Street. Uh, so if people want to join me there, they're more than welcome to come, come and join me. It's at 6 p.m. Excellent. And if you guys go to the description of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> as time that's right Adam standard schedule uh, I love that we've taken over mountain time uh, if yeah. you guys want to find the links to the Andre stuff check the description of this podcast assuming Andre remembered to send them to me by the time I click this uh, recording button and the time this episode I'll, goes I'll, live I'll, I'll have them texted you about five minutes after our, 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 our conversation is done good man then they'll be in the description you can check him out there I'm officially closing the book on Grand Theft Auto 4 Andre thank you so much for giving me a call as always man I appreciate it I am happy to, sir. That's going to do it for this week's episode, everybody. Doug, thank you so much for your generosity and for sponsoring this week's episode of the show. I'm very, very grateful for all of your support. And uh, I hope I did your precious Grand Theft Auto 4 justice. Check out the Good Enough Gamer on YouTube. As Doug mentioned, you can find a link to that channel in the description of this podcast. Andre, thank you so much for giving me a call and taking an hour out of your weekend to talk more Grand Theft Auto 4 with me. I very much appreciate it. Find the links to Andre's new wrestling show, Andre and Melball, down in the description of this podcast as well. Show him some love. There's nothing wrong with people talking wrestling. It's the best thing in the world. And if you're interested in my YouTube channel, I'm trying to get better at it. YouTube.com slash Remember the Game. I have Let's Plays over there, a whole bunch of games. You can find episodes of Remember the Game, including the elusive Remember the Game episode number two, and a whole bunch more. YouTube.com slash Remember the Game. You can find me Twitch.tv slash Member, not Remember. Remember the Game. I'm on there whenever I have a chance. You can come by and watch me play old video games or build Lego or yell at me or just whatever it is you want to do. And of course, if you want more of these podcasts, uh, maybe 
maybe consider supporting us over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash remember the game. Two bucks a month for two extra podcasts every week. There are over 250 archived bonus podcasts waiting for you the second you sign up as well. 5% of it's being donated to charity as well on November 12th and 13th when we do our 24-hour charity stream for the Stollery Children's Hospital. So Patreon.com slash remember the game if you want to check that out. And leave us a nice review. If you, that's all you want to do. You don't want to spend any money. I don't blame you. I don't like to spend my money either. I'm not going to get mad at you for that. Just leave us a nice review on wherever you get your podcasts. I'm not sure what they accomplish, but if all the good shows are going to ask for them, bet you fucking ask, we're going to do that. All right. That's going to do it for this week's episode, everybody. I will be back tomorrow for all our patrons with expansion pass 133, which will be mini indie reviews, volume number three, where I'll talk cursed to golf Infernax, and shovel Knight dig. I'll be back on Friday with game patch 111.0, where we talk about all the biggest news in modern video games i'll be back a week today with remember the game number 220 which if everything lines up i wanted to do eternal darkness sanity's requiem but i'm not gonna have time to play it so i do want to do something halloweeny for halloween it uh very well might just be castlevania but we'll see all right that's gonna do it i'm gonna thank some patrons and get the fuck out of here take it easy everybody and i'll talk to you on the next one cheers Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I churn out every week without all of your support. The following people are at the Senior Executive Vice President level or higher at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And as such, I am contractually obligated to say their names as quickly as possible. So a huge thank you to... Makeshift Mallow, Magic Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, Why Does Andy Hate Keeg So Much, James Clark, King Bahamut, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Charlie Medeiros, Andrew Wright, Jordan, Fraser Burns, Lil Bunny, Fufu89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Aaron Lawson, Nathan Trombley, A-Town, Morgan, St. Donovan, Ryan Kitchen, Mike Maloney. G9PSX, Mercury869, Wolfgang, Darren, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, Doogie, Wolfmagic21, Johnny CCDC, Joe LeBlanc, Squints, Titan420, Zonko504, Russell Aldridge, Jeff Bergeron, Captain N, Daniel, Tunable Power, John Woodruff, Randy Barrett, Just the Fish, Noob Q, Denzalo, Holmes, Zach Shepard, Chris Dickin, Matthew D'Amico, Frosty Feet 492 Triple, Elijah Burns, Stephen Parnell, Raysan Wontonga, Zach Coiner, DBXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dalk, Standard S, Brian, Trav H, Mizuru, Nicholas Chaffee, David Marcus, <sighs> Hey. Phil Lencher, Ruben Elizal, Derek James, Riley Turvey, Jake Carter, Laces Out, Dan C. Spin, Thomas Smith, Nicola, Munch Makuchi, Leroy Westrich, Dark Squall, Jerry the 3D Printed, Sostrich, Russell, Seg Seggy, fuck, I can't say your name, Russell, Banjo the Bear, Evolva, Sean Ramos, DB Cooper, Mojo the Helper Monkey, Brant Hewitt, Gabe, Dan Fuselman, Fuzzy99, Decoy Man. John Jameson, Wyatt the Surgeon, who's not a surgeon, Roe, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Scary Terry, Bucky Duck, Edridge, FPV, Hegel Waffle, High Plains Drifter, Kayach, Jimothy, Joe Stone, Chris Williams, Roku Saki's Gardener, Nicole Novak, Courtney Richardson, General Furry, Dem Boys on the Roof, James Juan Francesco, The Jamadian Nightmare, Matt Hamilton, Nomad, James Black, Drugs Ben, okay, Sam Carpenter, Nerdy Hybrid, Adam Fletcher, Colin Bollinger, Lucas, Joey Mercury, IR Jackal, Theron, Squeak Nuts, Isaiah, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Brian Neese, Christian Gabriel, Maverick Marty, Musty Beetle, Big Poppy Logan, John M. Watkins, Beef Dingleberry, Michael Barjudana, Hitchy Poo, Arctic Vision, Romaldo Marquez, Connor McCann, Bulma Simp, Mark But Not McHugh, Trevor McKee, Quiet Place Queen, Cam Nelly 23, Zamato, Skillerooney, Angelo Leonardo, Lugnut, Scott Weiss, Oh My God It Froze, Bobby Litton, Roger Russell, Kia Pup, Knife Goes In, gut come, Guts Come Out, Works For Me, McGrathen, Heeman Demon, holy fuck, James Santabria, Derek Cox, Dakota Guy, Alexander Camps, Toad Spit, Ryan Perry, 
I'm choking on my own rage. I'm choking on my own saliva here. Alex R. It's the Bigfoot. Graham. Itchy Nutsero. Mr. Papa Giorgio. John Drew. Solomon Soto. Darth Skywalter. Denton Van Zan. Westgen. Nick Creature. Hattrick. Swayze. That's it. I did it. That was a pretty good one. Holy fuck. I'm getting out of here. Take it easy, everybody. Purple Monkey Freaking Dishwasher. And thank you for the support.